Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. And let's talk about them radios and many other things. Sometimes I like to uh, start out the podcast by just doing completely asinine cadence of my voice. Uh-huh. That was, noticed that. That was one of them. That was yes. a bad one. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. all high. Everything started off as a high mm-hmm. and then tapered down. Yeah. Or most until I get to my call sign. Then I kind of lost interest. I see. So there's the inner working of how this podcast goes. <laughs> Complete insanity from day, from moment one. Leia, how are you doing this week? Good. You know, This I, is a big week for you. Every was. year, this is a large week. This is for a, you. Yes. Well, for both of us. For you. Yes. Larger for you. Oh, well, it has to be. Correct. Because it is my birthday and our anniversary. In one week. Yes. yes. Which is always fun for me. The best. So I just end up buying so many things. Off the wish list. Just just buy yeah. all the things and then just be like However you want to align this. You know, in all honesty, <laughs> I thought you believe this should be distributed. I didn't I didn't expect for you to buy things off my wish list. I really thought that I had I had seeded a large enough hint to you about what I wanted. Oh, yeah, gutters. Aside from gutters. But, for your little I, library. Yeah, there's lots of things on on so your So many things. On your There's so many these things. These are those are already gifts you owed me, though. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like, you cannot, you cannot then cash them in for a future gift. Oh, the, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that I couldn't just make you the free little library? The free little birthday? library was my Mother's Day gift. No, it was two not. Two years ago that didn't get built. No, there was, there, there was no. That's what all the wood and stuff was got, for. You have no idea what you're talking about, nor do you understand wood. <laughs> I've got a pretty strong At understanding no time, of wood. Whatever loose wood that you think we have in the house or outside the house was meant for the free little library. Okay. Right. You have never walked out of a Mother's Day without getting a gift, first of all. Okay. Don't even with that. <laughs> Don't even start with that. You got me on the... and. The gutters weren't a gift associated with the gift. These are all just things that make sense. Sure. These are all things you want yeah. that I'm okay with giving to you. They just I just haven't had the time. No, the the gutters I, are fine. I one hundred percent have oh, an else. IOU for that free little library. Oh yeah, that yeah, is yeah. for one of the gift giving holidays. No, that was the gift. No, absolutely not. Yes, no. absolutely. No. Anyways, not the point. I'm not okay. even holding it against you. What I thought you were gonna do. Was I thought you were gonna collect all of the regional goodies that like you can't get in California. You can't see my face. That right only now. exist in other states. And that that you were going to have a package of them for me. You told me that that is saccharin. <laughs> You've told me so many times and on this podcast that that is not acceptable. That y- did I leave for multiple periods of time during the week? <laughs> no. You've told me that I have to go collect them and bring them back, that I can't just buy them. And you gave the example of the Virginia peanuts being unacceptable for you. 
But like in all one mass, it's totally fine. <laughs> no, you didn't say if I Voltron the states goods together into Making one it a united <laughs> states of snacks. What are you talking? There, you know what would be even better I, is if you had made this, me this is one of a those map. Moments. This is okay, one of those for- and then you attach the snack to each state in a crazy wall. That is that's snack. actually a really good idea. Okay, <laughs> I love all of this. this. is a great idea. But this is where like we apologize for everybody. By the way, this is the Ham Radio Cash Course podcast. I promise we'll talk about radio in a second. <laughs> this is one of those moments for everybody that listens to this that has a significant other and is married. <laughs> You started this off by saying, couldn't be more obvious what I wanted. <laughs> Could not have dropped more hints. Hint. Crazy wall of snacks. And I'm thinking to myself, was I asleep every time you were dropping these hints? Because did I get kicked in the head by a horse at some point? Because there are gaps in my memories centered around you telling me you wanted a crazy wall of snacks. <laughs> That didn't exist. That, that was no just memory. something. That last part, the None presentation was None like a this. new part of this. What? I mean, but I, 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 <laughs> I told you I was going to buy things from Alabama. I said that. But then you poo-pooed it so hard that I went, okay, never mind. And moved on. No, it is a. There's a difference between bringing me back a souvenir when you're in another place, like a. A hamvention a ham. or a ham fest mm-hmm. where like you have bought something there because you were thinking about me while you were there. Okay. The gift is the sentiment. In this case, the gift would be snacks from every state. <laughs> there is no way you dropped any hints for this. <laughs> there was not one hint. All right. This is why we have wish lists. <laughs> this is why. Because we could be any more obvious. No one could possibly not have caught my hints. <laughs> Meanwhile, me snoring. <laughs> but I did. You did end up. I, I got tickets for us, <laughs> which were supposed to be like a, a gift <laughs> to go see 98 Degrees and All for One. They were playing in Cerritos at the Performing Arts Center. Mm-hmm. I, Josh decided it would be a better gift for both of us if I took Sarah instead <laughs> for this concert. Okay. Now, Le, you are, uh, you are. This is a V six engine. <laughs> you are firing on one cylinder with successes of your gift ideas for our anniversary. If you thought that going to an all for one and 98 degrees concert was a gift for us, it's amazing. This is like me buying a beard trimmer with my name on it and giving it to you. It's a romantic concert. The, and what? And we had VIP like lounge access before, so free drinks. And then concert and then backstage experience. I'm just glad. That I didn't go. I got so trashed. Because (laughs) there would have been no responsible adult in this house the following day. (laughs) Nothing would have gotten done. Children would have not gone to school. No one would have woken up on time. (laughs) 
There is no way. There is no way. And I also, I'll just go ahead and go on a limb for everybody listening to us, if you're still listening. I don't know anybody who's still <laughs> listening at this point. There is no such thing as a romantic concert unless you are the only two people that are being sung to. No, it was super romantic. I saw lots of romance. I'm I'm done. <laughs> we gotta kick we gotta get this thing going, man. This is this is all kinds of bad. Well, there's the inner workings of our relationship. Hey everybody, this is still the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. And believe it or not, we like to kick off this podcast with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And today is would you please just join the Discord? Please? <laughs> Could you just do that for me? Do one for old Josh? I'll explain why I'm saying <laughs> Look this. at all of this expertise localized in one place. I don't know what's been going on. This is all good things, by the way. This is not me complaining. But my email box has doubled in the amount of questions that I'm getting <laughs> daily. So something's happening. You know what? I should I should start answering those for you. You should. We should, we should do that. That should be a video idea. <laughs> I'll answer all the ones that I, I, I think I got a pretty good handle on. There are so many people that are asking me questions on my multitude <coughs> of emails and Instagram and TikTok and mm -hmm. YouTube comments are, are, you know, about they've gone up, but not nearly as much as those uh, emails. I don't know what's going on, but... Guys, if you're by chance emailed me and are also listening to this podcast and all that stuff, please join the Discord. As much as I do my best to reply to emails, and, and I have pretty much replied to everybody that has emailed me, it would be it would be super cool, man, if you join the Discord <laughs> and like got some questions from some of the other folks. Uh, not because I don't want to help you, but uh, there is so much going on. And I really could use the help. So help me help you. Consider joining our Discord. Link is in the show notes. <laughs> it is a fantastic time. So there's 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 my ham radio. <laughs> Please Discord. Please Discord. <laughs> Please, bro. Why don't you Discord? You really like it, bro. Leia, would you like to take a test? Can can I have the Discord take the test? <laughs> I thought you were going to have ChatGPT take the test in the future. Didn't we say that? Can it? No. I mean, can oh it? God. Yes. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this right now. What? I'm going to ask ChatGPT these questions. Hold up. Well, why can't it just look up the internet for the answers? It's just gonna... Well, let's find out, shall okay. we? Okay. All right. Okay. Do I need to pause here or you just... Doing no. it live. Yeah, of course. I got it. You got gonna... you you chat GPT that often that you just have it on speed dial here? Yeah, I chat GPT regularly. I, I Hey, have... that's a term that kids don't know. I, I have speed a, dial. I have a subscription to chat GPT. Does that mean you're like chat GP four or yeah, something? Absolutely. Yeah. Because like Because three less is what you get when you pay for five, something. Point five less. Point uh... five? Okay, so here's a question. Which of the following amateur bands is restricted to communication only on specific channels rather than frequency ranges? Okay. I'm not even going to give ChatGPT the answer, okay. like the options. Okay. This is, this is ready for the response. Oh, you just dropped that in? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it defaulted to... Hold on. No, it, it went to like the cheap gpt i gotta go to hold on no thank you 
Oh, but then no, there's... thank you. Yeah, exactly. No, thank you. GPT-4, not, not free PT, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay. Among the amateur radio bands, the 60 meter or 5 megahertz band is the one that is restricted to specific channels rather than broad frequency ranges. Instead of a continuous band of frequencies, amateur radio operators are given a set of discrete channels to use. (laughs) It's very discreet. The exact frequencies and number of channels may vary depending on (laughs) the country's regulations. Okay, maybe, maybe, okay. So always (laughs) consult the appropriate national authority or local amateur radio organization for the specifics in your region. Not bad. All right, so I'm going to pop on over here. Can you click like, like a button to find out where it's sourced meters. at? That's correct. Can you, can, you, uh, can you like click on it and say like, where did you get all that from? Who told you this? Where did you get this? Like, I try to be from? really respectful to ChatGPT. Will you sort your... Uh, I, I, I usually... Uh, can you cite your sources, please? Just in case at the time that they become our evil overlords, they will remember how polite I was. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to respond. So you, you should say Sheshe. Thank you. <laughs> Can you please cite your sources? Okay. I apologize for the oversight, but I can't directly <gasps> cite external websites or specific documents. You. However, the information I provided is based on widely accepted standards and knowledge as of my last training cutoff in January 2022. Oh, okay. So this is still cut off, even though it's GP4. Yeah. However, for the most accurate and up-to-date information, especially regarding the specific country's regulations, you should refer to the official website or publications of your national amateur radio organization or regulatory authority, such as the FCC in the United States or Ofcom in the UK. Wow. What if it's also like, uh, uh, I don't know, and then it drops a link to let me Google that for you? (laughs) All right. What general class licensees are not permitted to use the entire voice portion of a band, which portion of the voice segment is available to them? What? (laughs) When general class... Oh, you said when. Oh, when? I think I said uh, which at first. Yeah. Okay, so come on, chat GPT. We're just going to... Chat GP4. I could see this taking a little while to try and cheese the test with chat GP4. Oh, yeah, 100%. They'd catch me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> cheesing anything. Leia, you, uh, All right. your answers are a little funny there. Could you tell me where you're coming up with this? I'm sorry. I can't tell you from the last time I was updated in 2022. <laughs> In the United States, as regulated by the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, as of my last update in January 2022. I think it's doing this because I asked for it to cite sources. Now it's being too thorough. As per my last answer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) General class licensees have privileges on multiple amateur radio bands. 
on some of these bands, their voice or phone privileges do not cover the entire voice segment of the band. It's true. Here's a breakdown of some of the bands where general class licensees have partial voice privileges. Mm. One, 20 meters or 14 megahertz band. Also, yes. General class voice privileges are from 14.225 megahertz Mm -hmm. to 14.350 megahertz, while the entire voice segment extends from 14.125 megahertz to 14.350 megahertz. That 100 100 hertz is, uh, or kilohertz is uh, extra town. 40 meters or the seven megahertz band. Mm -hmm. General class voice privileges are from 7.175 megahertz to 7.300 megahertz, while the entire voice segment for phone operation extends from 7.125 megahertz to 7.300 megahertz. That's right. 80 meters, 3.5 megahertz band. Mm Mm-hmm. General class voice privileges are from 3.800 megahertz to 4.000 megahertz in the contiguous 48 states. Note that the voice segment for the bands starts at 3.600 megahertz, but the segment between 3.6 megahertz and 3.800 megahertz is reserved for extra and advanced classes class licensees in the contiguous 48 states. That's right. It's worth noting that the specific portions of the bands available to general class licensees can vary by mode, and there are other bands with mode-specific privileges as well. Always consult the current band plan and the FCC regulations for your specific countries amateur radio regulations for <laughs> the really most covering accurate and up-to-date information. Noted. All right. Do you think you have the answer then? Yeah, it's the upper frequency. I need that one. <laughs> okay. Maybe we're good on the chat GPT or GP4. Are, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? I mean, I, I don't know what point we're trying to prove here, but I think yeah. we've proved it. That it's gotten smarter about amateur radio. I think it's just it's just Googling for you. It's just it was it's not... a database of Google. Okay. All right. Those I mean the the answer's right, but it's there's probably myriad of those answers available. A myriad? Yeah. I I know what I said. What are you doing? You're typing furiously. What's going on? This is we're recording live here, Lamb. We you, are. What are you trying to do right now? Okay, so before Mm -hmm. I had asked ChatGPT who the host of the Ham Radio Crash Course was. Yeah. And it did not return your name. Okay. Okay. Now I have asked it who you are. Okay. And it 100% knows that you are the creator of the Ham Radio Crash Course. Because I talked about it. I made a video. I did that so he would know me. (laughs) <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I'm no dummy. Why didn't you just talk to it? We mean talk you to it. You need to make a whole video. Do I need to keep doing questions though? How many questions in You've I am? Done three? 
Three? Okay. Which of the following one-way transmissions are permitted? A, all of these choices are correct. B, regular transmissions offering equipment for sale if intended for amateur radio use. C, unidentified test transmissions of less than 10 seconds in duration. Or D, transmissions to assist with learning the international Morse code. The answer is D, to assist with the learning. Morse code. The, the learning. Yeah. <laughs> to assist with the learning. All right. What is the maximum symbol rate permitted for RIDI or Dater? Dater. 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 Emission. Dater. Transmission on the 10 meter band. A, 56 kilobaud. B, 300 kilobaud. C, 19.6 kilobaud. Or D, uh, 1200 baud. Yeah. Uh, the answer is D, 1200. 1200 I got that one wrong. Dater, I want you to take this to warp speed niner. Engage. <laughs> Dater. All right. I want you to give me a sweet tea hot. That's <laughs> it's redneck Picard is what, see what I'm doing. I see. Uh, like a Creole. No. Red, what? No, because he's already French. And he's in the South now, right? Oh, I see what you did there. Yes, but I don't I don't have a Creole accent. Yeah. yeah. So, Leia, good job. That is what I should have done. Yes. I should have gone back in time. Yeah. Got myself a Creole accent, which I do not have. I do not have the Bobby Boucher thing going on at all. Um, man, that was good. That was, that was, I'm very impressed. Good job. Ta-da. Yeah. Nice. But instead of like instead of Jean Luc Picard from France having a family a vineyard, mm-hmm. he's got a family shine still. Yes. Where they make shine. Yeah. For dater. That's <laughs> clean his parts. Oil them up. It's clean his parts. It's it's a Romulan ale moonshine. Wow. <sighs> but that's delicious. Could you imagine on the Enterprise he's just cooking shine? One of the cargo holds. <laughs> Dater. We don't want Worf to know about what we're doing here, all right? That's what he does when he goes into the holodeck instead of talking to Moriarty all the time. He's cooking shine. <laughs> yeah. With 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 Cooter back home. <laughs> oh man. That's his Watson. That's his Watson. Cooter. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. If you'd like to study along with Leia, we highly recommend hamstudy.org or, I don't know, chat GP4. <laughs> Why not? Uh, don't use it for cheating, though. That's not allowed. Heather will literally hunt you down. They will figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> this took too long. 100%. Uh, we also really, really like and respect Gordon West and the work he does with his ham radio test prep books. Those are links. They're available in the show notes. So check those out. But then once again, remember, if you learn from the Godfather. You owe him a favor. Yes. <laughs> and one day he'll call upon you. Yes. It's going to be, have put up an antenna and get on the air. Yeah. <laughs> Just the peppiest of favorites. I know. It's a it's a ham favor. Yeah. 
We also like the fast track to your ham radio license books. Those are on Audible. Those are also linked in the show notes. By the way, guys, uh, these are all affiliate codes. So if you end up opening an account on Audible, highly recommended. If you decide to stick with Audible after you get your free book of using the fast track, for instance, you get a free book for that. Highly, highly recommend you check out the Expanse audiobook series. It's available on Audible, and I'm on one of the last books. Did I tell you my big my big thing that I'm doing on Audible right now? No. Uh, I listen to a book of the Expanse, and then I listen to a book of the Master and Commander series. Why? So it's like bookending ships. Why? <laughs> it's a sci-fi ship in the form of. The Rosanante in the mm-hmm. Expanse. Yeah. And then we go all the way back to British tall ships. Amazing. In the form of the Sophia and the uh-huh. Surprise is one of them. Um, SMS Surprise. There's another one that I can't remember. But anyway. Like no. So <laughs> it depends on where they got them from. Some are Spanish, some are French, some are British. Because you know, anyway. It is so much fun to go back and forth and kind of compare and contrast how similar things are and different at the same time. There you go. Look There's my you. hot tip. Talking about ship life. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's what I do out here. It's, it's a little different from ship lap. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. There, uh, there's no there's no natural light <laughs> anywhere. Oh, I mean, maybe on the ships, but not on yeah. the expanse, really. Yeah. No, I guess it is, too. It depends on where they point their... Uh... Anyway, we're moving on. Hey... Uh, we really do appreciate you joining the conversation by leaving a review over on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, that's a thing. Real thing. It's kind of like the YouTube for podcasts. For the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast. And or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious. And we appreciate it. We got one. Yay! Now this is interesting because I, I didn't know this was a thing that a person could do, with our I with wasn't our. Aware. Yeah. Did, oh my gosh! Did you see that? <laughs> did you see the meme? No. Where it's talking about uh, I think is it Mitt Romney? Somebody actually is like decides to stop being a politician. Yeah, he says he's like it's time for the new generation to mm-hmm. step in to govern. He's. I mean, that was literally the George Washington. Yeah, point. he's he's too far from reality now <laughs> he can't i fully yeah. i don't understand I, this clock app you I guys are all playing with i don't understand how the average american lives anymore <laughs> there was a so picture I'm gonna <laughs> and then it was king george singing <laughs> i wasn't aware this was something a person could do <laughs> There was a picture I saw of like Hillary Clinton walking into what I would call a fairly standard apartment and the shock on her face of like, where am I? What is this? (laughs) Have you taken me to the ghetto? Is this, are we in the hood right now? (laughs) I don't know why she's British. She's not. Just a normal (laughs) Just a normal apartment. (laughs) So this is from uh, five stars from Penrod72 who has reviewed us in the Thank past. Thank you, Penrod72. But it shows up as a new review, and it says, Ham Radio for the win. 
per my last review, <laughs> don't know how he did this. Don't know what made this possible because I thought once you reviewed it, that was it. But he he's cracked the code. He's figured out a way to I think you can update your reviews. Oh, I yeah. see. Maybe. Yeah. Still loving the podcast hosts and even the occasional ham radio content. Thank you. Keep the, fl- <laughs> the fun flowing from KA2 dot dot dot. So a little anonymity. And he's well, baking Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm loving it. We love that because... Um, you know, we like to read the reviews on the air, but honestly, it's kind of like it's the YouTube comments. It's kind of how this all works. It's how we, we cheese the system to get pushed up into sometimes the top 100 in technology. And that's from you all doing things like giving us the thumbs up, thumbs up. What am I talking about? You know what the I really, five stars and leaving a review. What I really love is that people who are probably going through, they're, they're looking for new technology podcasts, mm-hmm. right? They're, <laughs> they're like, what's this? They're, they're scrolling, yeah. looking for new content to fill their ears with knowledge. Right. And then in the top 100, <laughs> we've been up as high as 50. I normally like to scroll away to the bottom where I click on Bill Maher's technology <laughs> podcast. But it looks like he's been usurped by this ham radio crash course. <laughs> what is this, pray tell? And I wonder how many people click on it just out of pure curiosity. On what the hell? And what kind of technology did I look up? Is I mean, this, I know what is a this radio the steampunk is. Chart? And they're like, and there's like hundreds of episodes. What the hell are these people doing? How how is this the thing? You're telling me. Three hours? <laughs> what? I, wait, how long have they been doing? They're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. They used to go for five hours. <laughs> what am I even looking at? If you are one of those dear listeners. Please email us at leah at because we would like to hear your story. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks Welcome. for sticking it out. That's right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man of peace. One foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. (laughs) So intense. And then just brings you right down. Well done. Yep. All right, so I have an interesting uh, article. I'll be the judge of that. It's, uh, I actually don't even know how reputable it is. It comes from Study Finds, Research and Reviews in a Nutshell. Okay. Okay. The title of this uh, article is American Apocalypse, 71% don't trust the U.S. government to prevent doomsday. (laughs) (laughs) That's not good odds. (laughs) That's not good. There are, there... There are few things the American people have agreed on more than the not belief their government will help them out. That is a wild statistic. That's I, crazy. I'm a part of the 71%. I think it's actually no longer in the government's control. Doomsday is not in their control. Uh, uh, here is a good question then. Is it merely that the the let's say the vast majority of the 71% just acknowledge the fact that they truly don't have any control in a situation like that the government or 
Is it once people who thought they were looking out for their best interests and realized that they're really not? You know what I'm saying? You know, because I'm with you. There is nothing more effective at getting to the heart of people's motivations than a short form poll. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing more accurate than a mall survey. All right, I'm going to I'm going to read into this a little bit. It looks like that the study took place in Chicago, which in all honesty, people in Chicago are probably pretty logical. So Oh, the poll was only taken in Chicago? I don't, I think the article is written in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Uh US politics continues to be a chaotic subject and a new poll finds that the majority of Americans are rapidly losing faith in their country's leaders. From the ousting of the Speaker of the House to the mounting controversies engulfing the current president and his predecessor, over 7 in 10 people say there's no one they trust to save them from an end-of-the-world event. Such problems only push the so-called doomsday clock to tick closer to end times. Okay. Established in 1947 by a group of atomic scientists, including the revered Albert Einstein, the doomsday clock serves as a barometer for humanity's proximity to global annihilation. Mm -hmm. It is a metaphorical measure of humanity's vulnerability to cataclysmic events such as nuclear war, climate change, pandemics, or asteroid impacts. The closer the clock's hands are to midnight, the closer we presumably are to a doomsday scenario. According to okay, so this is where the data is coming from. I was gonna I was gonna add uh, what the data is built on, but go ahead. According to a survey of sixty two hundred Americans conducted by bonusfinder.com. Oh no, I meant the uh oh. the, the doomsday clock. You're not gonna go in any deeper into I'm that. I'm just reading you the article. Oh, so it doesn't talk more about the doomsday clock? Mm-hmm. Would you like to know more of what the indicators I, yeah, are? Please. So the indicators are politics, uh, energy, weapons, so like advancements in weapons, okay, diplomacy, and climate science. Okay. So those are all indicators that push the hands closer to, quote unquote, midnight, which is the doomsday scenario. What is it out right now? <laughs> Pretty damn close to midnight. What time is it? I don't know. I, I mean, how close to midnight? Is it like it's nine o'clock or is it like like eleven oh, forty, like eleven fifty five? It's pretty close. It's not that's good. what people think. No, that's, it's it's the, the, the clock is not like a survey from randos. It's, well, the people who created it are dead. So what no, is I it understand. Based on? But it's yeah, it's it's not it's not uh, I, I could go into further detail, but okay. the, the, go keep you keep going. All right. 71.2% of Americans say they have no faith in the U.S. government to save them or prevent a doomsday event. Even more unnerving, many respondents believe doomsday could come within the next year. Over half the poll, 55.8%, thinks think doomsday will come in the form of climate change-related catastrophe, while a third believe another virus will sweep the globe and a quarter of respondents fear the start of World War III. Mm-hmm. Another 7% are betting on alien invasion, though. So that's... <laughs> uh, the doomsday clock sits at 90 seconds to midnight right now. No way. Yep. What? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> go through the doomsday event Americans think are likely to occur by percentages. Fifty five point eight percent climate change, forty six point seven percent natural disaster, thirty six point five percent virus disease, thirty six point two percent food shortages. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I I do have to say this: climate change, literally very little you can do as a person i mean you you can i mean don't stop trying like compost by second hand compost is literally releasing carbons yeah but it's not adding more carbons to the composting process if you take your compost and you put it in the trash yeah it will still compost. Just will it ha- it will now have traveled much farther. Oh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. So in that sense, yeah, because otherwise you'd have to go like buy potting soil, and potting soil had to the generation of the potting soil created X amount of carbons, but then you factor in packaging and moving yeah. the potting soil. Yeah, yeah okay, I'm with okay. You. I'm with you. I mean, there, I mean, do do your best, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, natural disasters. Mother Nature is going to Mother Nature, you know, not much you can well, do there. You're going to get more Mother Nature, Mother Naturing if you continue to have increased carbon emissions. Uh, sure. That's just, by the way, that is not a political statement. That is just a true statement. Sure. <laughs> I'm uh, not standing on any politics. Virus though. disease. I mean, I, I guess let's stop developing viruses. Let's stop eating monkeys. And uh, and what was Ooh, the other? What was the other? Pangolins. Pangolins. Yeah. Who would want to eat a pangolin? They're so I cute. Know, they're adorable. I'm I'm kidding. Food shortages you can do something about. You, uh, you can grow can. A, a certain like well, a, a decent amount of your food. No. I I I am more and more non-believing that you can just in a in a plot of land like we have, unless we devote every bit of green space to food, we will not be sur- surviving. Like there's no way. There's no way we do, we do not have high in, because that that doesn't allow for crop rotation. That doesn't allow for all the multitude of things that are important for mm. like mm. cultivating crops for sure. an extended amount of time. You can do deal with food shortages by stockpiling food. That's what should be what you do. You do sure if you're actually worried about that stockpile food. Also, that you but you eat, should still grow food. You, you should. I'm not taking anything away from growing food. Growing food is great, but you got to be realistic. Yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna have a trash bag full of potatoes that you're growing and be like, well, my family's set. That's just not gonna work. Sure, but every little bit. Food rotation yeah. of food you actually eat. Yes. Please. Yes. Everybody. All right. Thirty five percent believe it's a societal collapse. Which seems eh. to me that feels a lot like people who just don't understand that the question wasn't about the impact it was about the cause <laughs> <You know? laughs> those are people who are purely on the aspirational train yeah They're like it'd be really great if like society collapsed and i didn't have to go to work tomorrow <laughs> all right uh 25.3 percent world war three 25.2 percent nuclear event 15.2 percent asteroid strike that's legit i mean and you can't do anything about that. oh yeah totally like, yeah, yeah, yeah like there's so many of these things though Mm-hmm. is the government cannot do anything. Right. So it's not people, I'm losing faith in the government. It's mm-hmm. I understand that the threats that we are mm-hmm. seeing yeah. 
are far outside of any human's capability. Uh, Literally, Bruce Willis has dementia. He's not saving anybody from an asteroid. What about Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris was never in an asteroid movie. Okay. (laughs) Do you understand where that... Yes. Yes, now I do. To pull Chuck Norris... You when always, I was obviously on pull Chuck an asteroid, I don't. I hardly <laughs> ever pull Chuck Norris. Well, I it's pull so, Chuck Norris. You do. Yes. It's it's low hanging fruit for jokes, to be honest. It's it's the roundhouse kicks. It's it, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's great. But I mean, that was a that was a that was an Armageddon reference. Mm. Come on, come on. Why not Ben Affleck then? Because the dad was ultimately the one who sacrificed himself to blow up the app. Did you even watch this movie? <laughs> I did. Okay. Now, now it gets into the crazies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Is it uh, Mount St. Helens? 14.9% robot AI takeover. Oh, that's you. That's yeah. you. That's you. They found your spot. And to that, I say, it's if that's going to happen, it's too late for anybody. <laughs> Uh, 7.5% believe zombie apocalypse. Oh, that's just... No. 7.2% UFO alien invasion. Conservation of energy prevents that from actually happening. 6.7% fungus pandemic. <laughs> now... <laughs> Anyone who's ever played <laughs> pandemic or whatever the, the game is knows that's not true. The, spe- the specific phrase that that puts us apart from like virus disease right tells me that this is the last of us yeah oh yeah 100 percent. right this is the everybody just watched the last of us they yeah. came whoa <laughs> guys oh, wow we need to watch out for those mushrooms i uh, we <laughs> i got some shiitake in my fridge <laughs> but i gotta tell you something <laughs> we're getting rid of them <laughs> and then three percent believe other <laughs> just something's gonna happen don't know those what it are is. the people we gotta don't look into care. those are the people that noah better start listening to right now yes <laughs> the people who went other because they either they they might be behind what's gonna happen oh they know it could just be noah though <laughs> it could just be Noah. three percent that might just be everybody at Noah. oh that's us yeah <laughs> That's just us. We don't need to listen to us. Yeah, no, we we are. Yeah, no, we're definitely causing it. Yeah, it's us. We're doing it. Okay, so when it comes to the lack of faith in the U.S. government, researchers found that this growing distrust is a bipartisan issue. What? <laughs> no way. Researchers found that a staggering. 82% of respondents in the swing state of Arizona don't trust the government to protect them from doomsday. Moreover, 43% of these Americans have stored up supplies for a potential disaster. That doesn't surprise me about Arizona. You Arizonans, you know what's up. Yeah. You're prepared. Following Arizona, the top five states with the least amount of trust in the government include Kansas, 78%. Alabama, 78%. Pennsylvania, 77%. And Oregon, 76%. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then there's a there's a chart about how prepared each U.S. state is for surviving doomsday. Oh. It's the percentage of people that have stored things away ahead of doomsday. Mm-hmm. 
And it ranges from 28% on the low end to 51% on the high end. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm just going to give the top five. Okay. And the bottom five. Okay. Because I cannot believe these numbers. Okay. All right. So the... The top five are Nebraska, Montana, okay. New Mexico, Mississippi, and Wisconsin. Okay. Half of those are states where they have to prepare because things are really cold. Right. Montana's yeah. frigid. Wisconsin and Nebraska also very cold. Oh, and then they excluded Vermont, Wyoming, Alaska, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Delaware because they had less than 20 respondents from any one of those. Okay. Okay. So the bottom states, though, really surprised me. And I, I feel like just seeing this data, now I can't believe any of the study. Okay. Because in the bottom, it's Utah. Impossible. 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 Then North Carolina, also eh, impossible. I don't know. That's okay. Rhode Island. That's fine. No offense, Rhode Island. But, but you yeah, know, you, you belong there. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Idaho. They belong there because we don't belong there. They just Rhode don't Island. want. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> the Idaho, no. That, no. And Oklahoma. No. Those are just the people that won't tell you about it. That's true. They're not they don't tell you their prep. They're, so, they're so prepared. Half of Idaho is retired cops. See, they The are, entire state is yes. 50% retired cops. Yeah. They're not talking to anybody. They are the most prepared. They're they're not saying a word because to they know not to tell anyone that yeah, they're prepared. Exactly, okay? exactly. Uh, they're not showing off. They're not doing anything. They're just like not. Nah, all right, nah, I'm gonna. I'll, I will drop the links to this article in the show notes for you to peruse at your leisure, and not have me read it to you. I like it. Yeah. What's that noise? Leave. It's a primitive form of communication known as Morse code. You're right. I'm in a lot of practice. Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me and Morse code. What the hell is he saying? It seems they're getting a signal. Old Morse code. Boop, 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 boop. We got contact. We got contact. Welcome to the CW Lounge. We are continuing to learn the, la the alphabet with Leia. Not to mention, she's also going for her general. We're pushing her to get Morse code active as well. We are using the MCT-73 from Spark Gap Labs. Mm -hmm. A good little unit. Uh, we are going to get back into this, though. Leia, uh, you need some replaying of characters, right? I just don't like you. Okay. Just, you just don't like you. I just... <laughs> That's you. It's... It has thrown everything. Okay. Yeah. What was that? K? Mm-hmm. M? Yep. Okay. S? R. R. Yes. K. No. Is that you? Yeah. 
I hate it so much. <laughs> okay. Do K and you back to back. That's you. No, that was K. No, I'm going. Hold on. Okay, that's K. Yeah. K. K. Oh God, it's sticking. I don't know what's going on. That that's surprising you? for such an expensive Bugali key. I don't know that it's the key. I I don't. I'm not ready to. Anyway. What was that? You. Yeah. You. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You. <laughs> no. No. Okay. They just sound so alike to me. There's a da da da. That's a K. 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 U. Did it da. Hear that's it like very, the music. That's very Did it all. Did it all. And it's. I don't know what's going on. Sticking. Okay. 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 Slower, too. It's just. It's chilling. Kay's just hanging out. All right, let's try it. Use like got somewhere to be. <laughs> okay. Right? Think about it like that. It's like, let's go. Hurry. Well, then do S. S also has somewhere to S be. S is even more in, in a hurry. I know. <laughs> S is like in a hurry, but is not paying attention. U is like kind of uppity. What? And like has somewhere important to be and kind of looks down on other people like in traffic. Jesus. Where S is just like aggressively driving, like to the point of it being a problem. Possibly illegal. Borderline, you know. Right? Got it? Sure. Mm -hmm. All right. And that means it's time. Leah, are you ready for uh Ready to copy some code? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Three, mm -hmm. two, one. Wait, it started over. <laughs> it, it, it hit you. It hit you with three U's and a K right out the chute. It was like, yeah, I got you. And then it went to sus. It went S U S. That was fantastic. It was like awful. It was great. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> What'd you get? K-S-S? K-U-U-U-R. Okay. <laughs> U R R S K K R. You really got you. It did. Like you has thrown you for a loop. Like you were good on all these characters. Yes. And then we added loop and now you're not even here in S. 
like R. You were lost yeah. on R. Yeah, man. Man, I feel bad for you. Let's one more time. No. <laughs> I thought you said you felt bad for I me. I did one more time. Ready? <sighs> okay. You got. You got to get all the way through it. Here we go. Three. Okay. Two. One. first set was gnarly what'd you get a sum <laughs> <laughs> a sum dude a sum i got i got some u's in a row and i got like an s what'd you what'd you get what was, the first, what was the first character would you say a u no it was, it was an a, r an <laughs> That's you have completely fallen off the track dude i did I think now we have to go back, drop you, go back to KMRS Mastery. <laughs> Man, that's not good. It's not good. I mean, you are not practicing on your own, obviously. This is the only time you're doing this. Yeah. So I can see how this is like, yeah, this is probably a bit, a bit much. Um, so, okay, we'll, 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 we'll consider what to do in the future. If anyone thought that Leia was going to go from like, one to n all characters over the course that's probably an unreasonable thing um, who thought that i don't know somebody somebody thought that no wasn't me i'll tell you that much yeah <laughs> so the Who show sucks? topic all right so today's discussion the topic of today's show is gentlemen let's get down to business Cheap mass and mass supports. What? Cheap mass and massed supports. Okay. That's what we're talking about today. When I first got started in amateur radio, I was much like all of you, and I was doing technician things. I was playing with my mobile radios and my handy talkies. Somebody meant, somebody left a comment on my video saying, handy talkies aren't real. They're handheld transceivers. And I said, mm? buddy... You should go check out the Motorola Handy Talkie that was made during World War II, or probably later than that, probably Korean War. Okay. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, hand, handheld transceiver and Handy Talkie are just fine. You can, you yeah. can interchange. doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, but when I got into HF, and I, I did it the wrong way, like, you know, or the, the unconventional way, I went with QRP first. QRP. QRP. <laughs> Me and Data. <laughs> Doing QRP. Run the steel. Yeah. Making contact. <laughs> Romulan ale moonshine. That's good stuff. Uh, yeah. So I built a dipole as my first antenna. But, you know, everybody talks about their antenna, their first antenna. What was your first antenna? What was your first, you know, what was the first wire antenna you built? What did what'd you do? Or J-pole. My first antenna was a J-pole, that kind of thing. They don't talk about their mass. Right. So what was the what was the mass you used when you were starting out your career, your ham radio hobby career? My first mass was a uh, was a pool cleaning rod. One of those oh. telescopic pool cleaning rods. Just found yeah. a You're really good at using those. Yeah. <laughs> I just found a, a kind of a cheapish one. I think I went to a pool supply store and uh, you know, twenty feet, call it about twenty feet telescoping. 
I just use uh, a quick clamp, right? One of those like quick clamps okay. on our wooden fence when we still had a wooden fence in the backyard. Mm-hmm. I just pushed that up there, inverted V dipole, and I was on the air, 20, 20 meters, a little low uh, for, for an antenna, but you know what? That was okay. But I wanted to talk a little bit about some of these cheap masks that you can do, and obviously we'll mention the, the pool cleaning rod, but um, other things important, and, and the big one, the, the big thing that lots of people have mentioned, but I don't know that it's sticking. I don't, I don't know that people are really like, they're getting it in their head that this is a thing you, you should use, is fence top rail what what is yeah. a fence top rail so chain link fence right you're familiar with the chain link fence i am familiar with chain link fence has vertical rods that go in the ground and then they usually have a cap to the top and the cap has a horizontal top rail okay, okay. that horizontal top rail usually has at about six inches on one end a tapered joint piece, a tapered male end okay. that inserts into the next top rail piece. So when you're building a fence, you mm -hmm, can just continually mm -hmm. add more top rail okay, and gotcha. continue to build the fence. Well, it turns out top rails actually work pretty well as an antenna mast system. Okay. They're also really inexpensive. You can buy them online and you can buy, well, I take that back. Don't buy them online. The freight is horrible. Shipping is horrible. Go to like uh, Home Depot or a Lowe's or, you know, Menards or whatever you got in your area. Menards. The top rail is rigid, meaning it can, because it's, it's a horizontal pipe. If people mm -hmm. are hanging on it, it's not supposed to bend, right? That's, right. that's why it's good right. as mm -hmm. an antenna mast. I will tell you, though, if you are listening to me, hear the most important warning in all of this. Top rail is a rigid pipe. You can use two of them together as part of an antenna mast. Do not use three. Two is, a, is all I would do. But the big important thing is that top rail is not electrical conduit. Conduit cannot be used as an antenna mast. Never, ever use conduit or anything for electrical wiring inside the home underground anything like that do not use it the reason is electrical conduit is designed to be bent on purpose electricians put 90 degree bends into conduit for putting into home going around walls going up and down roofs all that stuff okay top rail doesn't bend it's not designed to bend it's designed to be rigid it's specifically made to resist that type of thing so you you want to stick to top rail do not use conduit because you'll find conduit often cheaper than top rail because it's not as good it's not as strong and rigid uh, keep that in mind now, if you're going to do this top rail mast, which I which I highly recommend you do if you're considering like needing a long run to get into a tree or you need something to tie off a wire that's coming out of a tree, top rail's great for that. You put yourself a, a pulley at the top. Okay. Right? And top rail's great cuz you can pop a hole in it using a drill and then you can just nut and bolt a pulley right in the top. And then you can run your uh, raising and lowering line up through that pulley. You will, of course, need to guy a top rail mast. Are you you know what guying is, right, Leah? Mm -hmm. It's the it's the wires and lines we use to hold yeah. the thing vertical. Mm -hmm. If you're going down this road, uh, I highly recommend you get good guying line. 
I have always used the black Dacron. I'm a good guy. I like the guys down at the the ham radio outlets. <laughs> uh, the black Dacron line that is available at HRO. That's where I buy it. I'm sure that Gigaparts and DX Engineering has it as well. The reason why you want to go with Dacron is it's generally static, meaning that it doesn't stretch. Uh, paracord and stuff like that has a stretch to it, right? There's a, a right. bit of elasticity. Mm -hmm. Dacron doesn't have that. What generally you'll find with Dacron is you'll assemble it. It'll be out in the sun for a couple of days. It will loosen one time. You retighten it, and then you're good. So you'll oh. set it up. You'll set it up every and you make it as tight as you need, and then you'll come back in a couple of days, and it will have loosened. It's not that it loosened. It's that um, it's just out in nature, unrolled in the sun. It gets a little bit. Loosened, I guess, is the right term, but you only mm -hmm. do that once, basically. And then you tie it off again, and it's good to go, right? So You're saying it's it's not uh, a terrible defect. No, it's it by design. Yeah, 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 it's okay. by design. As far as pulleys go, you need to use a marine-grade pulley. I highly recommend marine-grade pulley. They're resistant to corrosion, okay. so you can keep using it for many, many years. And you want to because it's a pulley. It's designed to make your life easier that you can just lower and raise wire antennas as you go. Now, as far as pool cleaning pool cleaning poles go, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily permanent because a lot of them are kind of like twist lock, cam lock style, that mm. over time, them being in that permanent locked out state, something is going to fail and it's eventually going to collapse into itself, which could be fine. It's probably not going to hurt anybody if that happens, assuming that you guide out the bottom section that's towards the ground as best to your ability. It's probably fine. It's not a big deal. Just keep that in mind. Now, if, if you need a standoff, and for those of you that are listening, like, what the heck is a standoff? Well, a lot of antennas, particularly wire antennas, some of them are not, they don't function as well if they're up against metal. So even though we're thinking about using top rail as our mast, we can't have the wire running like touching the top rail all the way up. That's okay. not going to work, right? All right. So we use a standoff. And a standoff I've found that works really, really well is those 90 degree shelving brackets that are made of metal 90 degree but it has that cross member mm -hmm. on the um what is that the so if you're looking opposite of the uh 90 degree is that the hypotenuse that's the long side of the mm -hmm. triangle yeah. yeah so the long side of your triangle is an angle iron it's a piece of angle iron like a it's another 90 degree bracket if you will that whole run is 90 degrees. Those make really, really good standoffs. And then on the end, the long end of that shelf that's sticking out away from the pole, you use another like loop of Dacron to hold the wire up or okay. hold up whatever. And the, and the Dacron is an insulator. It's not metallic. So it's not going to be close to the metal pole or rod or whatever. And that works out really well for those of you that have to have your antenna do a kind of a right angle wire thing. So yeah, don't worry about that. Now... All of this is in the purpose of putting up an antenna. There's generally three antennas that I recommend. You would probably do just fine with a dipole. Uh, the, these top rails can be used as center supports for doing a inverted V or one leg holding up one leg of the dipole and maybe the other end is in a tree. Mm -hmm. That works just fine. You can also uh, set up an end-fed half wave, either in a sloper config where the transformers at the top of the uh, the top rail mast and the coax runs down, or you can have the 
transformer being way higher up in a tree and then the long wire runs down to the top rail at you know 30 feet or so and mm -hmm. then you have the Akron line that goes to that pulley we talked about and you know that's how you get it up into the tree mm -hmm. pretty easy stuff or, or into the top rail so pretty easy and uh definitely will not break break the bank for those of you that are getting started in amateur radio looking for some ways to have a have a bit of fun on the cheap. Uh, last antenna I forgot to mention, off-center fed dipole. You can make those. You can buy them. There's all kinds of options, and all they'll right. work out just fine for you. So there you go. Look at those. <laughs> cheap masts. Cheap masts. The staircases change, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Welcome to the email correspondence tower. Today, we are going to be opening your messages, hearing your voicemails, and reading your emails. First, we're going to stop off at the physical mail depot. We have a couple of physical mails, and I have something that, um, I don't know that I've opened this up, one of these. I think I might have in the past, but it's definitely been long enough that it's probably interesting again. This is from the 6th District Incoming QSL Bureau. Oh, Bureau Mail. The A-double-R-L QSO Bureau, or is it sometimes abbreviated how the Bureau? How often are they supposed to be sending you Bureau Mail? As often as I get um, QSL cards. But, I mean, they've got a bundle. Yeah, right? I only got four. Uh, and there's – I got I to gotta contact these guys and make sure I understand because, like, the side of the envelope says – you have two envelopes with 66 postage and $9.36 extra funds in your six district QSL bureau account. So I got to I gotta figure out, like, am I supposed to re-up this? Like, am I supposed to send more envelopes? Do you, do they get, they, I remember somebody said, no, don't send us anything. Just send money. And I went, I, I can do that. That's right in my wheelhouse. This is all very confusing. Well, the idea, do you understand the concept of the bureau? I do. And so I don't have to have 20 different envelopes to different people. Yeah. They sort it out. I send one envelope with the with the cards uh -huh. to the people, and they mm -hmm. figure out where they go. So here's the first one. This is from JA1SJV. Nice. SJV. That is a Japanese man. A JA. Is, that is. is Japan. Wow. It's, your name is actually, like, typed in here. Not Not just typed. It's like... Printed. My call sign? Yeah. Yeah. He printed it on the card. Yeah, it's pretty smart. That's from Solo Ikagame. So right on. Thank you, Very Solo. Very nice. This is JH1KFI. KFI? Mm-hmm. These DXs are... You're killing it. This no, is this also, is white. This is also printed directly on the card. Yeah, the Japanese uh, oftentimes will, will use these vertical QSL card formats, which uh, I think is efficient. Makes sense, Japanese. But um, yeah. Wow. So this is from OE1KDA, the Narodowy Bank in Polski. It's a, uh, it's an actual like money on the on the front of it. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That's not you. So this... That's not you. KN6NAZ? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. whoops. 
So this one is from Germany. This is an SWL. This is DE1PCE. Ooh. Do you know what that means, SWL? No. It means they didn't actually make a contact with me. They are sending that card to tell me that even though we didn't make a contact, they heard me in oh. their in their country. In Germany. In Germany. Oh, it was yeah. on FT8. So pretty cool. Not All right, next one. This is from WE3RGO from Ontario, Canada. And they have a little note on the back. Josh, thanks for including your QSO in your videos. I triple checked the call sign as I have the as I now have the call sign. I was hearing at the other end what you were clarifying. Great Pete uh, park to park. We got a park to park QSO. Nice. So this was um this was Stuart that we made a contact. Uh, it was park to park. They were doing a park activation. Very cool. And P.S. Now to get K6 ARK. That's yep. the next contact they that's, want. P.P.S. This is a follow up on an earlier email. So that is the QSL that matches the uh, earlier email. Now, I, I think uh, Seamus has emailed us before, right? Yes. So look at this is Seamus. <gasps> look at that. Got a wax, a wax seal. seal and a, a, a griffin stamp oh, on the back that. yeah so we got a little looks like something qsl so hazel dell washington n7 myw many thanks for the contact josh uh, and also many thanks for all you do for our beloved hobby you and your videos uh for, sorry for your videos to the podcast with leia best regards from seamus oh, so thank, thank you. you thank you so much we appreciate that those were uh the reason i read those is because obviously those are people that are on the you know that email us in the past yeah thought we would we would do that and also i had a fun little um bureau or burrow burrow content or qsls to pull up so here's another one that oh you don't need to even open it to know what's in this thing. Oh, that is from Vern. Yes. Vern, our dear friend. Yes. Uh, who has had a myriad of health issues. Yeah. Still amid all of that. Yeah. I wanted to do another Christmas coffee this year. Oh. And Vern has... Are you kidding me? Has a, a coffee company that he works with. So Oh my god, he sent samples? We're gonna try all of them to select. Are you kidding me? The, <laughs> Thank you, Holy Vern. Holy crap! There are two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve packages of coffee in We're here. We're really gonna have to figure it out. Breakfast blend. Mexican Chiapas? It might just be that we do Columbia a, a one-year, um, like a... Coffee, coffee of the Month? Yeah, like a Coffee of the Month, and we do... A ham radio of Coffee of the Month? That yeah. is a fantastic yeah. idea. Nicaragua. So he has... Uh, these are all multiple areas that they're yes. grown. Yeah. Honduras. E Guatemala. So we're going to name them. E Honduras again. Some of the labels got cut off here, so um, I'm just going to hand these off to you. You can take yeah. a look if you want. But Vern, thank you so much. Thank and you, Vern. I and guess everybody listening to the podcast, uh, people have been the, asking us. That's the Christmas rollout. Coffee out. again, coffee. maybe. 
And it sounds like of, coffee again. Yeah. Verily. But uh, I've got to figure out how we do um, something that goes with the coffee. Because I don't want it to just be coffee. Right. Because it was a sticker. Yeah. That was a removable sticker last mm -hmm. time. Yeah. So if you did a coffee of the month club, mm -hmm. you're saying there'd be a different sticker every month? That doesn't seem possible. It is absolutely possible. That is unheard of. Never been you're, done before. You're, you're hearing about it now. Never been done before. <laughs> that so, is yeah. wild. That is wild and crazy. And you know, I also love to support Vern. He is... Oh, he's the best you, guy. You may not know this about Vern, but he is actually uh, one of the uh, biggest supporters of ham radio content. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Not to mention a content creator himself. You can go check him out at yes. What's Up With Six. And it's right. Vern and his wife, Renee, and their stories in ham radio and doing all the fun stuff that they do, which they're always up to something fun and interesting. So, Vern, thank you so much, buddy. We will obviously, or Leia will be in touch at very least. So thanks for sending those out. Okay. We're going to leave the physical mail depot and head on over to the voicemail annex. It's oftentimes our most favorite part of the show where you guys get to submit content instead of us having to talk into a microphone. Leia, <laughs> if somebody would like to send us a voicemail, what would they do or how would they do that? Well, In excruciating detail. Tell them they, how to do it. Well, they would take out their telephone or mobile device. Their telephone. Their landline telephone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're going to click rotary, the flappy thing three times to talk to the operator. Yeah. Right? Oh, I don't know that that happens anymore. But if it's a rotary, mm. then they need to turn turn to five, five, six, two, three, three, four, two, three, eight, nine. Or oh, I, need to I was hit those I think buttons. I was wrong. I was opposite, right? Yeah. The 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 not the larger numbers of the longer clicks, right? Yes. I was I was flipped. Sorry. Or they'll need to dial those mm. on their push buttons. Touch or tone. Touch screen. Didn't they call that a touch tone phone? Yes. Remember back in the yeah. day? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you will wait for it to ring, mm -hmm. and then a message will come up with my voice. Ignore what that message tells you to do, because I think it says to leave your name and number. Don't do that. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. Just leave your... Don't know why Leia has allowed such irresponsible, outgoing message to exist for so long. Because it's actually my central mailbox. You're doing business out of the, the no, no, voicemail no. box? What no, are you talking it, about? It all just pulls together. All the voicemails pull together with my own voicemails I have, I have it doesn't no it doesn't ring my phone i know yeah but yeah but why would the outgoing message still be to leave your cell phone number because it is the same outgoing message for my voicemail for my phone it just goes to the same place but it's a different mailbox it's a different phone number could you make a separate outgoing message no Okay. This we cannot. Is, it don't make no. It don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's fine. It is fine. Thank you. Well, go ahead. Oh, is it? Uh, I, we're up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? 
you explain how to do it. And away we go. Morning, Josh. Morning, Leia. I know Morning. it's easy when you guys are listening to this. Uh, for a little <laughs> more contact on time, uh, it's uh, 0624 local, uh, 1024 UTC, uh, Monday morning. I've already been at work for two hours. But nice. I'm out driving around in my little short bus, and I got an idea for a T-shirt for you. Okay. It's, uh, it's a Balfang one. Now, what you need is you need to make a, uh, like, it looks like a block wall, brick wall, with a sign hanging that says Red Light District. Then you get oh. a Balfang radio with, like, a uh, feather boa, and the radio saying, I'm a dirty radio. Oh, that's all I've got for right now. But uh you know, I just thought I'd call in and give you a shirt idea. Well thank this you. K E eight L J L. Hey buddy, that might be for the rock bottom that line. That is part of the rock bottom line. I like it. It's where the most entertaining of ideas go to be commemorated. So the the other thing there's a there's a joke in there somewhere, but so the red light district, right? That was what the, there was a sign right on the mm -hmm. on the wall. Mm -hmm. So an interesting thing with handhelds is when you transmit, it turns on a red light. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I get it. You get really got me transmitting or you know, mm -hmm. something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, still not not clean. Don't be out there <laughs> with the spurious emissions thank you for the funny idea though. yeah we better yeah. get off of this one quick yeah. i'm gonna keep going otherwise. <laughs> All right. great great idea though yeah. hey josh this is mike w at zero mk on hey, the mike. Uh, last episode and you probably have already been correct recorrected but um there is a pro 2 uh ldg does make a uh, pro 2 1000 um, that is on the wish list for me to purchase so I can use my uh, external tuner with my amp, which is also a one kilowatt amp. Uh, so that should handle anything I can throw at it. Currently, I'm making sure my amp doesn't hit around above about 500, which, you know, yeah. in most cases is generally going to be enough power anyway. Um, so yes, there is a 1000, there's not a 1.5 or 1500, whatever. Uh, out there, Sir. those uh, are a whole different animal, and Sir. I don't need that much. So, uh, I pass it along. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but um, <laughs> not only uh, do I own a Pro 2 1000, it is, as I mentioned in the last podcast, the tuner I use on the Christmas light episodes. Ah, there you go. So, I don't know where the misunderstanding was because I thought it was very clear. The the Pro 2 1000 is what we call in the Hammer to Crash course as the Prol. Yes. Because the when they made the logo, the screen printing, they put no space in between the O in Pro and the two, the Roman character 2. Ah. So it just looks like two L's. Mm -hmm. And so you remember the white cat meme? The, the white cat at the table that's yes. eating and then there's the white woman that's like screaming getting pulled away <laughs> i made a meme that had her saying pro two uh -huh. and then the cat saying prol <laughs> and people got mad at me because they kept calling it prol in the in a video i was doing it as a joke but people got like mad they're oh. like it's it's an ldg pro two 
So very much aware of the prole. Uh, all the LDG, LDG tuners are very good, by the way. I've had nothing but uh, good times using them, not just ones that I own, but other people as well. Uh, the Pro 1000, really, really good for those of you with an amplifier that's not going to feed it with a great antenna. Mm, highly recommended. So there you go. Okay. All right. That's all I got to say about that. Hello, Leah and Josh. This is Rob K5DCQ hey, calling Rob. in from the equator. Oh my I'm God. in oh. Uganda on a mission trip, and our we work is done here, so we've taken a day to uh, do some interesting things. So I'm straddling the equator. This might be the first time in human history someone has worn a resonate, radiate, and propagate T-shirt Amazing. while having one foot in the northern hemisphere and the other foot in the southern hemisphere. I'll send you some pictures. Hope you Excellent. guys are having a great day. Bye-bye. Spoiler alert. I saw the pictures. I don't think Leah has yet. Yeah, so I have not. foreshadowing a bit. Yeah. Well, that's really exciting. Super exciting. I can't wait till you see the picture. It's going to be amazing. Oh. The best shirt you've made, Resonate, Radiate, Propagate. I'm so happy for Rob. And I always <laughs> love hearing from Rob. Just the <laughs> happiest you, Rob. and go-luckiest. <laughs> Hey, Josh and Leah, this is Kilo Echo Zero Victor India Mike, the traveling ham. Hey. Right I find myself currently hoeing roads up in northern Arizona. Ooh. Specifically, we are camped about a mile south of the south rim of the Grand Canyon. Oh, and beautiful. I've got an exciting announcement for all your podcast listeners. If you are uh, listening to this today, the podcast drops on October 6th, uh, Friday. Hopefully that's the day it's done. Sorry about uh, that, guys. I will be activating... <laughs> Kilo 0030 Grand Canyon National Park from the elevation of 2,400 feet. And that would be on the banks of the Colorado River at the bottom of the canyon. I'm going to hike down and spend two nights at the bottom. I get a steak dinner Thursday night. I'm going to activate Friday night. Uh, I'm going to run 25-watt voice activation. And uh, obviously, it's a compromised location. I'd like to use as many people listening as possible. So for all you out there that are listening, but this podcast on the day it drops, man, would I love to hear your voice down there on uh, Friday night. Should be uh, uh, running on uh, 20 meters above 14,300. Uh, stay right around midnight UTC yep. Friday evening. Thanks, guys. This is Kilo Echo Zero Victor India Mike keeping it short and punchy. Seven three. Excellent. Uh, yes, you are making it hard for yourself. Going to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. To then try and what a beautiful place to operate. From. Oh yeah, I, I hope you have a lot of fun. But I have not heard uh, good trail stories of people trying to activate from the bottom of canyons. You know what? I believe in the traveling ham, and I believe in the HRCC podcast community. They're going to show up for him, and they're all going to stand on the the rim of the canyon, <laughs> and point their antennas down at him. Yeah, that would be the way. All right. You know what I also believe in? Science. <laughs> Got that thing that I do. <laughs> believe in science. All right. And now it's time for the last two voicemails. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I'm pretty sure there's a repeater timeout here. Mm. Yeah. Well, good luck to you, Traveling Ham. Good luck. You can do it. Let's see. This is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu 
Culling, the HRCC podcast, voicemail, repeater, three-minute timeout. Welcome, Nathan. Um, Welcome. This time I'd like to tell you about, um, last time I said about the install that I was doing in my newer car with my radio stuff, I'm sure I'll throw an email together and you'll probably get it towards the end of the podcast and it can be shared if needed. Um if I remember. Um, and I haven't gotten the uh, wiring um, to the battery yet. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'll have to figure out how to get it done or maybe have someone just wire it or something like that. Um, I So I was just using my radio off of like a little battery that I had from um, Dakota Lithium Batteries. It was a 12-volt, 7-amp-hour battery. And I found, even when it's showing like 13 volts on the FTM 300 that I have, um, more recently, once it, the power went down a little bit in use, they when the APRS was transmitting, it was I, I think it was set to like full power, so like 50 watts of APRS. I think that was exceeding the current draw that the little battery I had yes. um, was doing. So the radio was just turning off. So I I turned back the power to medium on all the stuff because really um, to make it work. And then um just going to implement another battery until I get the wiring done. It's just something that's probably easy enough. Either I can do it or I don't know. Maybe someone else can do it. Uh, I've seen online a lot of people will just get it done by like an audio um, install company or something like that. I don't know. I'll probably figure it out one way or another. But thank you for your podcast. And um, this is Kilo and Mike Afazulu. If you've forgotten, after all this rambling. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, Nathan. Wait a minute. There's a follow-up. Okay. Hey, it's a favorite voicemailer, and after last week, apparently I have a reputation for leaving a lot of voicemails, so let's see if I can keep this quick. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it's Kilo and Mike. Oh, okay, good. I didn't know. So I experienced <laughs> recently, after installing uh, my new radio, more of my radio in, in my new car, um, a little bit of mic fright, and I thought, like, eh, it's been a couple years. Since I first was licensed, like I remember my freight stuff kind of like that. But when listening to like a on a repeater a check-in, um, I saw on the Facebook uh, that the on the Vermont like I don't know amateur radio operators group they were saying, oh, on Wednesday at 7 p.m. we have our um, linked repeater UHF. Net. It's just a round table net, whatever. So I just happened to be in my car, just checking something, fixing um, the power level on my radio. And I, they were going through, because of linked repeaters, they were like having people check in from like the repeater from uh, Mount Mansfield. I'm just going to lift off things you've never heard before. Um, the repeater from Williamstown, the repeater from Killington, and then like the repeater from. 
Mount Equinox. That's the one that I was um, listening to. And they were just having people do a check-in. And I just couldn't hit that PCC. I was too scared. So I got to get over that. I mean, HF, I have no issue. They either hear me or not. And I just, because of the power being lower, I wasn't sure if I would be clear. And I, I don't know. I guess with me, I don't want to inconvenience people or make it hard. But I guess that's just me, and maybe next time I will key in on a net. Uh, so, again, thank you for the podcast, and um, Saturday agree? Well, thank you, Nathan. Yeah, as always, you know, you, you obviously, you shouldn't feel obligated to have to check in, right? You, you don't have to do that. But at the same time, they they're want you to check in. It's It's not like they're waiting for you to check in to then harass you right <laughs> they're really excited to have you check in and they probably want to get their numbers up so uh help them out get in there and uh check in so they can add to their check-in totals all right all right well thank you everybody for voicemailing us we really do appreciate that you can do that again by calling the number leah mentioned and now we move to the tower the tower of your emails. You can email us at leah at hamtactical.com. Take a moment, if you will, and uh, tell us a little bit about your ham radio journey. If you have a ham radio question, hey, that's exactly what the email's for. But going back to the uh, ham radio minute, please join the Discord, won't you? <laughs> but, <laughs> please. But also, if you end up sending us a merch idea and we like it, uh, to go on to hamtactical.com, which is the website to help to support this podcast. If we like your merch idea and we end up making a merch after it, we will send you one for free. So thanks for doing that. All right, Leia, it is, it's, let's do this. Let's start climbing this tower. All right. Okay. The first email is titled Potomap K0014. And this comes from Steve. Leia, to answer Josh's question about K0014, any of the Channel Islands that fall into Channel Island National Park would be a POTA entity. Uh, depends on only uh, placed in one spot to make it easy to find. However, you must research the park to find the boundaries because it was too difficult for the POTA coordinators to map out the entire park for all the parks in the system. If you look up the Lewis and Clark Trail, it covers multiple states, but only has one pin. 73, Steve, KO4AFL. Thank you, Steve. I think we actually figured out what the park boundaries were. It does not include Catalina Island. Catalina? Mm -hmm. In the Channel Island uh, National Park. Okay. Because Catalina Island is, in fact... A city that people live in as well. <laughs> I mean, okay. Okay. But I think it was Nick. He found the the map. I should look that up. And Catalina Falls. The GIS there. or whatever yeah. uh, map for parks. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. The next email is titled, Time to Blow Josh's Doors Off. Okay. And this is from Joel. Hmm. L is for Leia. L is for laugh. Leia's laugh is phenom enol. Phen I, I don't. 
a minute. <laughs> Phenom in all. Phenom in all. Dit da, dit dit. Dit da, dit dit. L is phenomenal. L is dit da, dit dit. Get it? No. L is for Leia. Dit da, dit dit. Mm -hmm. L is for laugh. Dit da, dit dit. Leia's laugh is phenom e null. Phenom e null. Phenom e null. Dit da, dit dit. Oh, that is L. Dit da, dit dit. Oh, I see. L is phenomenal. Dit da, dit dit. Sure. Okay. It's... My doors are safe. Okay. <laughs> My doors are secure. Is it supposed to be what it sounds like? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the, like a... that was my whole musical thing yeah. that I was trying to get with mm -hmm. the the da da mm -hmm. da da. It's in a hurry, but he's kind of pretentious. Right. Did it? Just I'm in a hurry. Like I'm just all speed. This is the Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog of 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 Morse code. The only thing faster is H, right? Which is did it did it. It's just the fastest. It's just the the most fastest. All right. Okay. Like the U is just like did it So he's got like an arm out the window. Uh huh. He's like get out of my way. Like he's in the carpool lane, he's yeah. passing people. Yeah, but he's not like the fastest. Gotcha. Okay. He's like doing seventy-five in the carpool lane, which in California is like, bro, you're going, you're going faster than everybody else, but you're still too slow. What? Yeah. I just don't drive that fast. I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's true. That's you. You're you. Uh, you just did it all in the carpool lane. I don't really get in the carpool lane. Okay. Yeah. Just out of courtesy, because I'm not ever going to drive fast enough to All justify right. it. Yeah. All right. Well, and you're more like da da at this point, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's uh, Joel signs off. Peace, AE0, and you. I get it now, Joel. I get it. Thank you. The next email is titled, Per Your Last Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing. I saw that today. I saw that today in an email at work per something. That was how they started off. I'm like, oh, we're getting sassy. I, I literally used it today. No. I, I, it was like per our conversation. Oh, I think that was what she did too. You know what? Because I was pissed. <laughs> I was already pissed. I have been trying to. So for those that don't know, uh, nationwide and a number of other insurers are exiting the California market. Are they not on your side? They're not on my side. <laughs> um, so they issued, like, as policies are ending, they're issuing notices of non-renewal. Mm. Especially for commercial properties. Oh, sure. Right. They're, they're getting out. They're yeah. like, no, dog, we're literally leaving. Yeah. They're yeah. like, uh, you're covered till the end of your policy, and then Best of luck to you. And then, <laughs> like, so may the odds be ever in your favor. Because <laughs> literally, it's insurance. So I am having to pull loss runs for everything, which means the old insurance company needs to give me any loss runs so that I can then get it to a new insurance company. Loss runs in time, meaning times you've made claims? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and... Those go to, you know, the the new quote mm -hmm. for for coverage. 
this company and <clears throat> this agent. You're talking not, nationwide. Yeah, the yeah. the agent who wrote this policy is not one of the agents I normally work with. Okay. Because it was an agent that continued on with us when we when this property was acquired last year. Okay. Okay. I could not for the life of me reach anyone. I called. <laughs> I left messages. I emailed. Yeah. I was at this point, I was like so mad. Mm -hmm. And I already knew who the agent was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But then I was being told that I needed to talk to somebody else. And then when I left a message for that somebody else, there was no, there was no response. And then finally, uh, I got, I got a human being answered. No, I mean, a human being answers every time. Okay. But the person who's supposed to be handling it is not calling me back. Okay. Right? And I understand why. Because they don't want to lose the policy. And if we're asking for lost runs, we're moving to a different agent. But they already are losing the policy because they're going. Okay, no, no, no. That's not how insurance works typically. You, you mean nationwide goes away and the agent just brings in another insurance exactly. company. And so they. Like farmers or yes. something. And so to them. They they were basically saying we'll we'll get coverage for it we'll get coverage for it oh, oh they were just hoping to like just roll it on right yeah, yeah, yeah. right In, into somebody else that they write policies for right, right right but no definitely not now because you can't answer like simple communication right because you would have been you you would have heard their offer absolutely but there's no reason not to go out at this point right. Yeah. And, and so I finally got a hold of somebody, the person that was supposed to be contacting me back. And I'm like, listen, it's been literally weeks. The, do you know how unacceptable it is that when somebody's asking you for loss runs for a policy that's expiring, mm -hmm. that you do not get back to them? I understand that you may want to hold on to the business. This is not okay. Right. Right. And then she was like, I have them. I will send them to you right now. Hours later. Mm -hmm. I'm I, I am writing an email per our last conversation. Those I am expecting those loss runs immediately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And then she finally sends it back. I'm, I'm so angry. But I knew I knew that when I said it that way. <laughs> Not acceptable. Yeah. And that's not even, that's not how I like to deal with people. No. Do you know what I mean? Of course like, not. I don't ever, I, I don't ever want to be upset or threatening. Right. I want to be motivating. I want people to do things because they want to do them for it's me. It's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But I was pissed. So, per your last podcast. <laughs> so we're already off on a good foot. <laughs> Chris needs those loss runs right now. Right now. <laughs> right meow. Yeah. Okay. Greetings, Earthlings. In my continuing journey through the vast universe of amateur radio, I've recently been offered a very interesting opportunity. Okay. About a month ago, the superintendent of the school my grandchildren attend asked me if I would be willing to help launch an amateur radio club at their middle and or high school. Okay. That's awesome. That's yes. amazing. You know what? This is this is exactly why everybody needs to get more involved in their local communities. You got to make the connections. Mm -hmm. You just never have any idea who will want to put you in contact with more people who want to be hams. 
you know? I agree. I was surprised by the offer at first and a little bit terrified. I'm, I knew this would be a major commitment and I had to make sure I was ready for it. Mm-hmm. Could I spend the time to do it? Would I have enough materials and resources to do it? Would I fail and bring shame upon my family? No. Okay. So I think it's great that you're so worried yeah, you're, about you're, all this stuff. You're already ahead of the game yeah. because you're worried about it. Yeah. I think you're worried about the wrong thing. Middle schoolers and high schoolers, from as far as I can tell, horrible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's there's very impressive young people. Yeah, of day. course. Of course. But We uh, saw a couple of them at that balloon launch that I took Ben to. Oh, yeah. There was a couple of high school kids that were just, they were on it. They're fantastic high school kids. Well, I mean, the high school kids that are running that robotics program. Amazing. Oh, they're running it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, the, that says a lot if you're running it. Yeah, gr- like growing it from the ground up, recruiting yeah. the teams and doing mm-hmm. the whole thing. So Very impressive. Very just impressive. Just uh, lots of amazing young people. But I have to warn you, for the number of very amazing young people, there is a group of not so amazing young people. <laughs> okay. Hopefully only the amazing young people want to <laughs> learn about ham radio <laughs> okay yeah that's sure maybe it is self-filtering <laughs> you know what do you mean yeah. oh that just the amazing ham radio just only the amazing people right yes. at the top yeah okay, i see that only they are the ones who are even interested okay yeah all right all right all right Well, maybe not the last one. Strangely enough, the more I thought about it, the more excited I got. This is a tremendous opportunity to do something I have had in the back of my mind to do for some time, but had forsaken all hope of ever being able to do it. So I said, yes, this has brought about a new excitement about amateur radio. I have begun looking at the hobby service with a new perspective. I started looking for things that would spark interest and keep interest going for ham radio in the minds of the students that sign up. We are only in the initial stages for this. A school staff member has written for a grant, and I am starting to put together some ideas for our initial club sessions. I'm thinking of a mix of using hamstudy.org along with videos from HRCC and others for the test uh, technical study to get the students ready for their tech exam. Then I would like to incorporate some live demonstrations of ham radio, such as repeater use and POTA activation. I plan on reaching out to our local ham club, Lower Columbia Amateur Radio Association, to see how we can combine efforts in some way. Right now, it looks like we would probably be launching the club shortly after the beginning of the new year. Okay, I'm really looking forward to this. If you have any ideas for resources for this effort, I would love to hear them. Thank you for your continued efforts at creating an excellent podcast. May your travels through the amateur radio universe always be happy. Yeah. First thing that jumps to mind is reach out to Steve K5ATA at the ARRL. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it sounds like it sounds like you're not a teacher, right? Uh, he is... Uh... I'm thinking no. I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't hear that called out. It was a. Su- so. It was the superintendent of the school 
uh, his grandchildren attack. Oh, right. Okay. So, so here's what I would recommend, and and this is um this will only make you more effective, if you will. If you get a teacher on board that is like into this, mm-hmm. like somebody that's on the STEM track in the school, yeah, and you potentially get them to go back east to go to the ARRL, go through the whole teacher learning experience, you're going to have like a powerful ally, not to mention elements of a syllabus and all kinds of other stuff that you can leverage, mm-hmm. right? That would be my first thing. The second thing is- That's pretty intense. No, but I mean, if you've got somebody that's into it, they cover the whole thing. The ARRL only asks for like a $100 deposit. Oh, really? And then they pay for everything. Really? Yes. How long is the thing? It's a week. They pay for the room and board too? Yes. It's a free vacation? Basic, well, I mean- It's a $100 vacation? Yeah. And the $100 is just to like show skin in the game. That's it. They don't even need to do the $100 really. But they ask it as kind of like a good faith gesture that you're going to go. Oh my God, you should send this to me. There's so many teachers. I, I have. I you have. Send it to me personally. I could send you like three episodes of Ham Nation, one live stream <laughs> that I did with Steve. All the links are in the show. You should check the video description for the multiple videos I've had Steve on the show. I've never heard of this before. What <laughs> this is this is you in the beginning of the show talking about well, why don't you just give me a crazy wall of uh, snacks from all over the country? This is that. This is the same thing. This is all of that. Jeez. They give them tons of radios. They give them a syllabus, like projects, all STEM related. And there's a cohort of teachers that go together. Oh, that's so cool. I that's the coolest thing I've ever heard of. I- you you are, you are, ba- <laughs> this is baffling to me. We have talked about this on this podcast that you do talk crap on the ARRL multiple times. And we're like, no, but it's Steve though. But, but Steve? Yeah. Steve Steve's though, right? Fine. Steve? Steve's and you're fine. like, oh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> Why hasn't anybody told me about this? What the heck? Did you guys know about this? Did, you, did y'all know about this? <laughs> Yo, you got to get on this. Josh, you should be telling everybody. Why didn't you tell anybody? Josh, why aren't you using your platform (laughs) to amplify this to the masses? It's amazing. All right. What the heck? Okay. (laughs) I can't. So that's the first tip, that's I guess. That, that's the first thing you do. <laughs> well, that's the first thing you do right there. Uh, the second thing is I would, um, I would. It's it's tough because you kind of like it's tough. It's it's kind of tough. No, this is it's actually really easy. I'd say so you set You're up gonna you take... set up a radio with an antenna somewhere, like well, a hand, like an HF, and you make contacts or something. You do something to demonstrate it for the kids so they know what it is they're building towards. You don't want to drag him into a room and be like, okay, kids, it's time to build a tape measure Yagi. And they're like, why no, am I doing he's this? He's right. You uh, you study for the tech. No, but they got to know what they're going for. You got to sure. plant the seed. Um, you got to demonstrate what it is that's cool about it. Not just repeaters and a handy talkie. Like, yeah. set up the radio. Set up field the HF. days, winter set up field the, day. Did you say the old days? The field, the field days, I said. So, like, winter field day regular field day i think they just pick a day and they set up in the middle of the quad or something Jamboree like that on the air no but those are all weekend things 
you got to do something like in the middle of a school day that is not like in the Club middle of the quad, up. but like an after. Okay, so an after school thing. Right, an after school thing okay. where you know you set up outside, mm -hmm. set up your portable station, get a little awning, easy up, some chairs, mm -hmm. and just hunt poda. Show them what it is. Satellite. They got to You got to hook them. You got to give the them ISS that hook. passes. Yeah, an ISS pass. Assuming you're you're capable of doing that. Yes, just things like that. Even if you, even if you can't make a contact with the ISS, mm -hmm. even if it's a satellite, you just hear people. Yeah. Right, you hear people mm -hmm. talking. Mm -hmm. So much of this hobby is like in the moment being capable of demonstrating the thing. Yes. Like every time I think about my live streams and where we're like go, no go on the thing actually working. I've stayed <laughs> up way too late trying to make something work and we just barely get it going minutes before the video goes live. Like so much of our hobby is that. Like sure. you spend all this effort to get something working and then mm -hmm. you demonstrate it and you're like, oh, well, okay, now I can put that on the shelf. On to the next thing. And then you can also have them volunteer at like a marathon or some kind of race where they're using ham Again, radio to communicate. You got to demonstrate the capabilities before you start doing that kind of stuff. I'm just saying. Yes, of, all those things are projects. valid. Yeah. Tons of fun projects, mm -hmm. but you got to demonstrate. All right. Well, Chris, hope that was helpful. And that's Chris AA7CW Platinum Poda Hunter. Platinum. Yeah, Poda is a good one. Go do some yeah. Podas. Well, I mean, again, hey, kids, you want to go out to some secluded park with me? No, you, like you would hunt Poda as part of the after school club. You'd set up. Why the... does the park have to be secluded? Why can't it be a highly public park? I, it's a joke, Leah. I'm saying, <laughs> you, like, you're not like kids. Let's all get in a car and drive somewhere. Like, no, just after school, set up the portable antenna, set up the portable radio, and chase parks on the air. Chase the parks on sure, the air. Sure. Don't don't necessarily be the park. On you the don't air. necessarily need to be the park. You're just demonstrating. You're <laughs> yeah. just showing. You'll build up to being the park. Right. There's there's apparently a lot of certifications that go into being a park. So. Right. Got to <laughs> yeah. talk to Don K. Knob. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, I'm so excited for you. Please keep us posted on how yeah. this develops. Hey, if you, you know, if it ends up uh, being super great, you can create a model for other schools. Well, to like do. a diorama? No, no. Like using a shoebox? <laughs> there are not enough dioramas in school anymore. I was all about the diorama. We already talked about they this. We were diorama. A diorama kids. every book. I I realized that about our kids is that they'd be much better they're not reading doing any dioramas if they had to do. I'm gonna make them do dioramas. They're gonna read a book and then they have to diorama the book. Did you ever That's do it. the uh, the the peak hole diorama? Absolutely. The ones where it was all closed. What kind of diorama didn't I do? And you <laughs> and you had to look through it and like you'd use tissue paper to add yeah. light. Yeah. Oh, those are the best. Yeah, all of the dioramas. Oh my god, all our kids. Times. I'm gonna make them do it. I don't care what your teacher does and does not want it you've got ben reading the phantom toll booth right now that's his the teacher's not level. even asking for that right that's his reading level but though. are the teachers even asking them to read that they're not but uh at the parent teacher conference it was very clear that she wanted me to have him only on his reading level books because he is 
he's pretty far ahead for his oh good level. yeah okay dude we're gonna get him the thief of evermore after what this. is the thief of evermore what what is that about I don't even know what the Phantom Tollbooth is about. I I own the book. Somebody gave it to me because they said it was Wait, like their. Is it the what? thief? It's not Evermore. The thief of. Oh no. Oh, the thief of always. The thief yeah. of always. Guess who wrote it? Who? Clive Barker. What? Clive Barker. That doesn't even make sense. Do you know who Clive Barker is? No. He is the author of Hellraiser. Wow. That it's a sense. young adult. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The thief of always. It's good. It's good stuff. Okay. So anyways. Take it away, Leia. I'm just padding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the next email is titled Dazed and Confused. And... <laughs> This dazed and confused. Okay. So long it's not yours. And it reads, Dear Josh and Leia, first, I'd like to thank you both for your delightful podcast and for being wonderful ambassadors for amateur radio. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. This email is a little personal, so I will keep myself anonymous. However, I believe many hams will benefit from hearing your thoughts. I have been a ham radio operator for many years. Lately, my wonderful YL has expressed an interest in getting licensed. Ooh. I thought this was terrific. Looking ahead, I wanted to avoid going down the path of, so when are you going to get your general? As she could find that annoying and feel I wasn't appreciating her. You know, I'm glad you're really in tune with this. Hmm. You're, uh, you're a very good spouse to understand that, you know? So I wanted to encourage her to jump to the top. Keep reading. The extra class. Keep reading. This is when I became confused. Wait, wait I'm sorry. You, you, you were exclaiming over that. Why don't you go ahead and reread that yeah. last sentence? Because I, I, I missed a lot of it. To incent her to get her license mm -hmm. and then upgrade. Mm -hmm. I simply told her that I would love her a lot if she became a ham I would love her even more if she got her general and I would love her the most if she got her extra. Uh, Are you withholding love <laughs> over a ham radio license? I'm, I'm fairly certain you already have to love her the most. I think that's, <laughs> that is the agreement that you have made. <laughs> yeah. I guess let's not assume not. their agreements. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> As a bonus, I told her that I would be thrilled to kiss her as one extra class ham to another. Isn't that clever? Uh, you know no, what? No, no, none of this sounds yeah. very clever. But let's read on and find out how this goes for uh, our anonymous friend. <laughs> this is wild. Is this this is anonymous email? We've yes. Received? Oh boy. Okay. Well, Leah, don't uh, don't just go from. Eyes to mouth on on yeah. these on this reading <laughs> to a little internal processing if there's a oh no moment. Yeah. Feel free to pull the ripcord. Well, when she finally stomped back into the room. Stomped back in. She started telling me something like I should want to kiss her regardless of whether she was licensed or something like that. 
I, I gotta really say, your you your gaslighting chops are unparalleled <laughs> at this point. I really don't remember because I was online checking out a variety of noise canceling devices like the MFJ ten twenty six, the Time Wave ANC four, and the QRM Eliminator. Noise mitigation has become an area of interest to me because LED light bulbs, switch mode power supplies, mm -hmm. variable frequency drive motors, solar inverters, etc. will be affecting our cherished hobby more and more. 100%. For instance, my neighbor's TV was causing me terrible QRN on 20 meters when she kindly allowed me to install some ferrite cores on the AC line, the problem was solved. Good. Cause and effect solutions are so satisfying. Where was I? Oh, yes. Something about my YL saying that she should be important to me with or without a license or something like that. I was... It's not that you're not important. <laughs> it's that you could be more important. I was thinking of something more cause and effect related since the love angle didn't really resonate with her. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I was thinking this may work. If she got her extra, I'd buy her a top of the line CW paddle like a Begali or an N3ZN. Oh, oh man. man, I think we're going the wrong way. I think we're going. Killing it, this guy. This guy's killing it. Because now you have bought her a gift that tells her she now has to learn CW. And don't worry, I'll keep it nice and safe in my ham shack connected <laughs> to my radio. I'm going to engrave it, my name on it, but just uh, just, just so, so you not... know who it's from. Yeah. So you never forget <laughs> yeah. how much I love you. Exactly. Nothing says you're important to me like a beautiful, expensive key. And it would serve as an incentive for her to learn CW after getting her extra bonus. Also, I could tell her how thrilled I'd be to kiss her when she's an extra class ham who also works CW. It's <laughs> not going well. Josh, you know, I, I got to say, I don't get turned on often on this podcast, but. <laughs> Josh, I bet you secretly think the same about Leia. Come on, tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Want to kiss her so bad as a general? <laughs> no, no. A secondary bonus is, of course, that I could use the battle. So Josh and Leia, what do you think? <laughs> best 73s. I, I have no I even know. I don't even know what I'm supposed to say. Best best regards. P.S. I don't know if the ratchet strap conversation is still going on because I'm still feel a few weeks behind in podcasts. But if it is, I can settle it. We love Leia. We like Josh, but we don't love him. Leia wins. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, that was a really nice ending for um <laughs> for me to say it's probably good you decided to go anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably good. Obviously, this email is tongue in cheek. Yes, I'm. I'm guessing. <laughs> Can't guarantee it, but yes, that's what I'm guessing. But if the question is, how do you convince your your partner mm -hmm. to go from like no license to extra plus CW? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that's that's very self motivated. <laughs> I, I don't think you can. You're literally watching or listening to Josh try to do it every week. <laughs> she got caught up with you. Yeah. <laughs> She's done. The gears have stopped. But you know what? Mm. The outdoorsy portion of ham radio, I really like that. I like uh, ham radio vacations. I feel like you don't. I can know. I can really get away with like booking you... vacations as long as somehow I can integrate ham radio. <laughs> but there's very little time, actually. This last one was like, oh, you can continue to do ham radio if you want, <laughs> but the ferry will leave you. <laughs> So, you know. Good luck getting back. Good luck. <laughs> you can take as much time as you want. That ended up being the most ham radio part of the entire vacation because you got to see Paul and then you ran into Micah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Random guy just came yeah. up and said like, hey, do you make those videos? Yeah. I ran into a guy who watched my videos on a ferry. Yeah, that's funny. It's wild. Yeah, well done. Wild. All right. You know what? I think uh, Anonymous... I think if you back off of this tying your affection <laughs> to license status. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't do that. That, uh, you know what you can do is you can have her hang out in the shack with you mm -hmm. and let her make a few of the contacts and like have her see how excited people are to talk. <laughs> To somebody who is not a man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 She might like that. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, best of luck to you. Please let us know how it goes and uh, how your marriage is doing next week. <laughs> yeah. Catch us up anonymous yeah. <laughs> on how that's all working out. Thank you. All right. The next email is titled Equator. Mm. And this is, is it? from Rob, our equator traveling friend oh. this time. Yes. Hey, Josh and Leia. Cameron and I are in Uganda on a mission trip. We went to the equator today, proudly wearing your Resonate Radiate Propagate t-shirt. We hope all is well in HRCC country. 73 Rob K5 DCQ. Look at this. That's amazing. I didn't even realize cool? there was a monument like this. Yeah. Because they can't, ha Uganda had to have put this up in a specific place, right? They don't have them like every 15 feet or something. This is just a bunch of these statues along the equator. <laughs> what I, was saying. I don't even know. Thank you. I mean, one, I would respond to your immediate question of, Yes, they placed it at a very specific place, Leia. Yeah, no, I the equator. That. I mean that, you know, along the equator line, they had to select that place, mm -hmm. unless there are multiple monuments along the equator. Okay, you know what I'm saying. This is the thing that <laughs> you're thinking about right I now. Am. All right. Thank like, you so, so like, much, is it uh, is it line of sight? Like, if I if I get out of the 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 vision of any one equator 
<laughs> memorial <laughs> locate markers. Must there be another one? Because like five hundred feet seems like too many. <laughs> A mile even pushing it, right? So like, is it just is it just far enough until I start forgetting that there's a equator? <laughs> Like how how do we how do we know how often I must memorialize the fact that there's an equator here? <laughs> how often? Rob, I hope you and Cameron are having a great time in the equator. Thanks for uh I love that the bring fact that in the uh, the <laughs> the t shirt, the HRCC gear. Out yeah. The, yeah. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate that. I just love that that's the first thing you think about is like so how often are you doing this? Like how, how far far are these? How, how often? Like, is this a Uganda thing? Yeah. And you get to the next country, they're just like they're over it. They're like Uganda <laughs> went way too hard about the equator here. They went way too hard. If we do anything, we're gonna look like tryhards. <laughs> Uganda has blown it out. The next email is titled Island Foxes, and this comes from oh, yeah. our uh, illustrious HRCC. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, particularly in the six-meter community. Yes. The man, the myth, the legend. Heather. Austin. No. No, I'm, I'm talking about this email. Heather. Oh, I thought it was from I thought it was Austin. It says, Because I sent you those pictures of the foxes with Austin. Yeah, it says, I showed you hi, Leia and Josh, Austin, W4PBL, Took these on San Clemente oh. Island. Enjoy. And it's a 73 Heather, who is our illustrious. So show me the pictures really fast. They are, they are the, the coolest. They're the coolest. Okay. So, and you can't even take one home. So Heather, I love you, Heather. Austin didn't take these pictures. <gasps> what? So one of the things that cracked me up the hardest. Stolen valor. Oh my god, that fox is eating the other fox's tail? The, the the thing that cracked me up, one of the funniest things that cracked me up about these foxes is that there is an entire cadre of hippies. What? Like animal people that they drag out to this island. Okay. To monitor and like protect these foxes. Yeah. The Navy does this. How would they know if you got one off the island? <laughs> I like, how it's not the point. Know? It's not the point where I'm going with this. The acronym that they use for these people is the NRO. Oh no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Austin is telling me we're driving out of the middle of nowhere on this island. And and I'm and he's like, Oh, that's where you know the 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 people that take care of the foxes are at. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, and he refers to them as like the NRO. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're telling me that the National Reconnaissance Office <laughs> cares about these damn foxes? That's how into monitoring everything they are. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's just the acronym where they have. They have nothing to do with the, the, the National Reconnaissance Office. So he <laughs> responded to me. I'm like, who took these pictures? And he's like, oh, the NRO did. And I'm like, you mean from space? <laughs> they took these pictures from space? <laughs> Dang. Because that camera's on the ground. Yeah. I died because I forgot that, like, for a, a hot second, I forgot that they called the people that live on the island the NRO. 
And I'm like, these people are getting crazy. <laughs> this is invasive. <laughs> how how does a satellite take a picture as though its point of view is on the ground? <laughs> I was like dying. I'm like, how does any of this work? I love them. Austin, help me find a way to adopt one of these to my home. Austin, to if she tries to if she tries Chloe. to give you tranquilizers, <laughs> don't accept them. Please. Well, thank you, Heather, for sharing those pictures from Austin. <laughs> yes, Heather, sorry. I, I, I looked over late I looked over to the uh to I Jesus to Leia's iPad and I saw the pictures like oh that's Austin's pictures that emails from Austin I'm sorry <laughs> sorry Heather we will share the pictures on the HRCC podcast channel though on the Discord so if you'd like to see I want actually to, the I coolest want to like, share them. some of the coolest I animals. want to share them mm -hmm. but I feel as though if I share them in the HRCC podcast channel we are going to come up with a successful plot to get one off the island <laughs> <laughs> we will join our brains and there's obviously certain parameters we can't get austin in trouble <laughs> okay i'm no one can know that this happened see i feel like there but are we will have a fox <laughs> i feel like there's like branches of the military you can f around and find out to varying degrees mm. I'd probably put the Navy at, like, number two right below the Marines. It it, it would go... For being so nice? No. Uh, <laughs> no. For branches of For the military, so I'm the least interested in effing around and finding out. <laughs> the Marines, number one. No question. At no time am I going to eff around with the Marine. Uh, or just... The branch, if you will, multiple people involved with an island that they may or may not own, right? That kind of thing. Sure. The Navy would be second, then the Army, then the Air Force. And the Air Force and the Army could switch depending on where I'm at geographically. Okay, so yeah. what you're saying is there's a chance. <laughs> so, so you're saying there's a chance. What's that from? What's that from? It's a movie. It's from a movie. Okay. It's from a movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're right. It is. It's just not tell me what it is. It's Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. No way. Yeah. I would not have. When uh, he asked the the woman in, in, in the movie, Jim Carrey's character, mm -hmm. says, you know, so what's it? What would it be? A mm -hmm. girl like you and a guy like me. Or no, no. He actually reversed it. He says, a guy like you and a girl like me you know, getting together. <laughs> and it ends up with her saying, more like one in a million. And he goes, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Here we are. Yep. All right. The next email is titled, Great White Whale. And... Is Moby Dick? Or Beluga? And it says, call me Ishmael. Oh, it's Some Dick. years ago, never mind how long precisely, having little or no money in my purse and nothing particular to interest me. Hello, ham fam. Who's that? Who's beeping? Leia, it's you. It's not me. It's your beeping. It's not me. It's you. I'm on do not disturb and all my stuff is silenced. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
You're beeping out here. It seemed only fitting to have that line included. Did this just happen again? Josh got me into ham radio and, well, I had little to no money in my purse and he didn't help out with all that cool gear. (laughs) I'm doing giveaways. You are. Apparently, I am going to do some other giveaways in the future, too. Yeah. The idea of a dusty old guy sitting in a shack talking about politics didn't strike up any interest to me either. No, me neither. So why, years later, am I still head over heels into radio? Short answer, parks on the air. It's a blast. Anyhow, since I got started and licensed, I've been chasing that white whale. This past weekend, it surfaced. The whale I'd been after, albeit too far for my little sailing ship, the FT-817, to catch. I've been trying to get this call in my log since the get-go. It seemed he was on digital more than voice, so I figured I may have a better chance with FT8 to make that cue so. Over the past few months, I picked up a laptop and digi-rig, then set to work learning FT8. I was out at a park on the Kenai here in Alaska doing a POTA activation. It was my first digital one, and I saw it. KI6NAZ came across my screen. He just made a contact with someone and was on the air. Oh man, palms are sweaty. I hoped <laughs> oh he'd God. see my he turned into eight mile protocol. I did. I think I, I did. I think I saw a poda in Alaska. I stayed on the air for about 20 minutes longer than I had planned, but no luck. I'm sure it made the other 17 people happy to get an Alaska park while I was waiting. Oh, absolutely. But alas, I will continue my hunt for that great white whale. I think I need more power. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. So the the white, I'm the whale. I'm the I'm the white whale. Is this like the, the white Brandon Fraser in the movie The Whale? No. You're, Is that me? You're like a metaphorical whale, not like a physical whale. But I'm whale. white. And he's saying I'm a I'm a big I'm a big fat whale. No, (laughs) what is this? What is happening right now? And you've been working out so hard too. (laughs) I I have. I've been running running. almost every day. Yeah, Yeah. it's been good. I realize that there's stretches that I haven't done that you're supposed to do when you like run. Uh Ah ha ha. And. I'm in a lot of pain today because I did like 30 <laughs> to 45 minutes. I watched the last episode of Band of Brothers for mm-hmm. I don't even know how many times I've watched the episode because uh-huh. I've watched Band of Brothers so many times. But during that episode, I, like the whole episode, I was just stretching. They were like running in the episode. and No, you were the ending too. is like the most so gut-wrenching of all of them because it's kind of like – actually, the most gut-wrenching is the second or third to last Mm-hmm. Where the they happen, up, they end up in a town in Germany. Right? Do they now? Yeah, do they? <laughs> and they band of brothers, you say band of the European World War Two. <laughs> but it's the it's the episode where they discover the camps, oh, and it is heart wrenching. It is the I'm one of the hardest that. episodes to watch. It is insane. Um, oh man, it's tough. It's tough watching it. But the then the last one is kind of the 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 story of that whole group, that battalion, 
um, and the history. Like they went all the way to the Eagle's Nest, which mm-hmm. is was Hitler's compound right. in right. this very high area of of Germany. They went all the way up there and were like the first ones to be there and like you know we're drinking and partying whatever. But then they're like discovering concentration camps and oh it's just oh it's crazy. If you have not seen, I don't know who is listening to this that hasn't seen the Band of Brothers show that is on HBO. You don't have to get HBO. You can just buy the box set. I'm I'm not going to tell you that like if you don't really have that much passing interest in World War II, you might not find Band of Brothers that interesting, but it is possibly one of the best like miniseries I've seen in my entire life. Tom Hanks was like the director of the whole thing. He did that and the you Pacific. You really do watch that over and over again. I do. That is the one that is one thing I go back to many times. And it's Band of Brothers, it's not the Pacific as much, although I do like the Pacific, but not as much. Yeah. That and Dune. Yes. I watched Dune. All right. Well, Alex signs off. Definitely not a stalker, but a loyal listener and grateful for the enjoyment you help bring Thank to the hobby. Thank you. Thank you. And that's Alex from Alaska. We'll get it in there, man. Uh, if you jo- So, by the way, Alex, the best way to potentially make a contact is say, like, you know, let's try and make a contact in Alaska or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mention that in the chat. Or join us on the Discord. Join us on the Discord. Um, it sounds like he might not have an operating station from his home. And mm. he's, like, portable. So that's kind of tough. I can see that as being difficult as we get into sure. the uh, as we get into the winter months here. All right. Well, the next email. <laughs> well. Is titled. <laughs> well. <laughs> Trail Building Correspondent. Mm. And this comes from. Uh, our give it the beans, Drew. Hello, Leia and Josh. All of this talk of A-frames got me thinking about my youth. And some of you are about to learn that we grew up different. Okay. Did you see the Lego kit for the A-frame? I did. In the HRCC podcast I channel? did. There's a Lego kit for an A-frame. That yeah. is crazy. Because it's a beautiful piece of architecture. Okay, I don't know about that. (laughs) Everybody needs to calm down a little bit on that one. In my early teens, before I realized that A-frames refer to a type of house, and I don't know if that's ahead of the curve or behind it, but I can tell you why. I grew up on a farm, and we ran beef cattle, both cow, calf, and small feeding operation. But we had enough pasture to make part of the business equation selling calves to other people to feed out. Mm -hmm. But cows in areas with snowfall present uh, present some unique challenges. They need paths and cleared areas and areas they frequent, like feed troughs. And between areas they frequent so that cow udders are not exposed to prolonged periods of snow, resulting in iced cream. No, no, wait, that's not, that's not right. Frostbite. <laughs> right. That's the one. Cows with frostbitten udders don't raise calves. In order to clear large areas and paths for the cattle and pastures, we had a special plow that we pulled behind tractors, which allowed a simple drive-through operation to get the job done. You guessed it, a 10-foot wide wooden a-frame because there's no back to these plows as kids we used to ride around the pasture with snow blowing in our faces sitting on the center brace of the plow 
It was cold and rough, and when you got done, you were always ready for something hot to drink. It was not unheard of for someone to fall off, in case you were wondering. <laughs> I mean, I assumed. Right, <laughs> but, right. <laughs> um, but it didn't really hurt, and if you were lucky, whoever was driving the tractor would notice someone fell off before you had to walk too far. So yeah, not all A-frames are the same. <laughs> no. I Well, I see. I, I understand that like a wedge so in his case really an a-frame in this case is a wedge sure yes so, oh yeah some ham content josh i got the go-ahead for my wonderful wife to put up a sky loop Ooh. so soonish after the leaves fall i think i'll let you know just how janky a setup seems to work <laughs> i'm sure janky or not it's gonna function great for you you're gonna love it Y'all carry on doing the wonderful things you do. 73 Drew K-O-4-T-W-Q. Drew, thank you so much for sharing that story. And Thank you, Drew. A- absolutely. We did grow up differently. Yes. <laughs> that is playing with cows and calves. You know, I still haven't had utter fresh milk. So have you? Milk no. straight from the udder? No. I mean, not even, you don't have to do it straight from the udder, but like. Like just fair. right on it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just latch. Right. <laughs> I mean, like right after. I, you know. know, I did. And then I had to spend some time talking to a, an adult <laughs> about what exactly was wrong with me. Well, there was that whole thing with Sonia that never panned out. Oh yeah, I the guess. warm. So this is this is also a bit of like a Mexican culture that right. we were exposed she's from, to. Her family's from Jalisco, and there's a whole thing like a it's a morning tradition, uh, and it happens all over the place. And and for most people that are listening, you probably don't even know if it's happening in your area or not. But usually, if there's like a large enough, um, I'm assuming, group of of Mexican folks where they have uh, milk cows, right? Right. There's a morning tradition of people like coming to a location with milk cows and getting fresh, warm milk from the cows mm-hmm. and then drinking it in various and interesting ways. For kids, they usually make some kind of like a chocolate kind of thing. Um, but then for the adults, adults be rolling out of bed at dawn, like tuning it up with booze <laughs> and drinking it with all kinds of other stuff, which I found fascinating like the whole experience an, an interesting way to make a white russian really <laughs> yeah because it, like what what happened what was at one time just a thing that happened every morning like people mm-hmm. would go get warm milk and they drink it for you know whatever turned into a well not everybody has a cow anymore so then we got to go to the farmer's house right and get it mm-hmm. now it's turned into almost like an underground thing because it's not pasteurized. It's a cow speakeasy. It's literally a milk speakeasy. Yeah. Because it not being pasteurized, it gets clapped down pretty hard by the many, many government. The man. The man, if you yeah. will. Mm-hmm. And so we, for many a time, Sonia has told us, our friend Sonia, that she would take one of us. And now she lives in Austin. Well, but the, I think part of the reason why it never really panned out is because uh, if you didn't know, I'm white. <laughs> and I look like the people that could be coming to shut down the whole thing. <laughs> they might not know that I've actually 
cool with this. I oh, I didn't know that that was a reason I would have. Hey, not so fast. Without you. Not so fast. <laughs> You're not far off of the the list either on Me? people that might be coming to shut this down. Me? I don't look like a narc. <laughs> a milk narc? Are you a milk narc? I'm Asian. We are protective of all things food freedom. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I would be totally down. Like, I would be the one in the morning. Like, you want to put, I'm sorry, you want to put tequila in my. Uh, I still don't understand how pre dawn chocolate hot milk. I just don't know. I'll try it. How that doesn't curdle the, the milk. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm down. I'm down to find out. You're never gonna get together. like, and everybody I'm have listening. To go without you, I'm, I'm I'm almost positive that everybody listening has almost no idea what we're talking about. Like we barely know what I, we're talking about because it, it we was, haven't done it. yet. It was almost like a secret ritual when she would talk about it, and 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 I brought it up with her. I'm like, hey, that whole thing you would do in like SoCal with like the milk and all that. She's like, what do you mean with the what are you talking about with the milk? I'm like, you know, wake up all early. And you go get the legal milk. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, no, yeah, I haven't really found a group out here that does that. Like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, this is wild. I did, <laughs> this is wild. I didn't realize that <laughs> that it was such a, um, like, deeply underground thing. Well, it's, it's yeah. super underground because it's, it's pasture. It's not pasteurized. They'll no, shut a farm down. I mean, or not a farm, a dairy. They'll shut a dairy down. Okay. All right. It's it's like, it's straight up speakeasy status. It's wildly speakeasy. Now, it's not I, like... I, I, they, they're not like production dairy. No, no, no. Hear me you out. It, and, and please, please, hear me out. It's not like white female influencer talking about the value of non-pasteurized milk. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. It's like straight up... Mexican people that are going into an area to get this in the cover of darkness because it will get shut down. It will straight up get shut down if people were wise to what was going on. The FDA would be like, nah, dog, <laughs> this is not okay. It's yeah, straight be, up. You I'm know need that. To do this. I'm going to really need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's the most wild thing that I, I it's, so, it's, it's Sonia's most wild thing in my mind. Our, be our good friend, Sonia. So I'm a little confused mm. because... Liz confused, everybody. Hold on. Well, the, thank you, Drew. And that's Drew KO4TWQ okay. uh, for the amazing stories of your youth. Of course. I thought there was supposed to be a drop this episode. Was it sent to you? Because I, don't have, I don't have the drop. And we're on the last email. I don't have a drop. Okay. Did was there? I mean, there there was mention of a drop in mm -hmm. the last podcast, but yeah. So yes, I I did found and and this is to uh, to Jay Z, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did find the drop. I have the drop. I have now effectively downloaded the drop, but I had problems before the show, and so I haven't got it into the podcast board. But we will add it, and I appreciate it. I did end up listening. We both listened to it. Thank you so much for sending thank it. You. We will We will add it to the the drop pile, so thank you. And now it's time. It's the fun. 
Okay. The final email is titled, The Search for Intelligent Life. Okay. And this comes from Chief Head Volunteer Podcast. Chief Head. Nathan. To Carmen Sandiego and Waldo. Greetings. K1MAZ here. Just a quick update with my mobile install into my 2020 CRV. I use my trunk hatchback mount diamond 400s I already had and attached it to the lift gate on the top so it would not hit the roof of the car when the door is opened. Okay. Now for the fun part. Running the thin coax through the vehicle but keeping it out of sight. First, I ran the thin cable through a pass-through for an existing car part cable. That ran to an inside plastic piece by the headliner and then ran it under trim in the C-pillar of the vehicle down to the spare tire area under more trim by the back seats and under the trim of the back seat kick plate and under the front passenger seat. Unfortunately, after all of that, it was a little too short. So I used a jumper cable that I already have and made it long enough so that I could connect it to the radio body under the passenger seat. I used the Lido mount uh, Mm -hmm. that I already had from my previous vehicle, but I did have to get a Torx T50 socket to loosen the chair bolt uh, (laughs) since I didn't have anything else even close to that size. And it was the bolt with only the inside and only round on the outside. That delayed me a day, but I got it done. Then my FTM 300 was in and on. Photos attached. I'm going to show Josh the photos really fast. Okay. I like it. Okay. Snuck it through the grommet there. Very good. Look at that. There you go. All right. Got it set up. Good for you, man. And you did it yourself. You got to feel proud about that. Now, for the community involvement, and if any listeners have a 2017 to a 2022 Honda CRV and have run power from the car battery to their radio, hit me up on my QRZ email or on the Discord. I'm trying to get the wire to the passenger side, but anything can work. Thanks in advance, and I will most likely ask on the Discord myself. Next time, I will tell you how I activated two parks while visiting my family with some photos and explanations. 73, K1, M-I-Z, Nathan, where I live, Southern Vermont. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well, thank you, Nathan, for the update there. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really glad you got it done. So congratulations to you in making that happen. Well done, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much the end of our journey here for the, the week. Thank you to everybody who sent uh, physical mail into yeah. the shipping and receiving mm-hmm. department. For everybody who left a voicemail in the voicemail annex. And the emails and the YouTube. Or the YouTube. And the reviews. The iTunes and, reviews. Yeah. Gosh. Anytime I think about reviews, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my YouTube, right? We're talking about YouTube. <laughs> crazy anyway thank you so much for listening to the podcast the fact that you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us 73 73